The following content absolutely looks like it got left off of Bad and Bougie. Start the show. Do I look like I got left off bad booty? Yes. Yes. I absolutely look like, sound like, act like I got left off bad booty. I just, I'm just booty. <laughs> man. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> what? If you're on this podcast, then you are a little bit of both. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. <laughs> Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am five time Emmy Award winning Ron Burgundy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Someone give him the teleprompter that tells him his right name. <laughs> He'd ruin that too. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's the flu one. Um, is episode. A lot. Two thirty-seven. We did that last week. Eight. It's two thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah. It's also (laughs) yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot. How come the numbers keep getting bigger? When I sent Randall the description, I was like, "Man, uh, check my math. Thirty-six, thirty-seven, something." Um, and he he eventually just put the right put the right thing on there himself. He doesn't. He's not even here. And he keeps up with the numbers. So, uh, how's everybody doing, man? Uh, how's everybody's mental health? One to ten. I need more water. I keep reflecting on the good son. That Macaulay Culkin joint. Okay. I thought you were talking about the weather. Nah. I feel like I feel like current eighth and ninth graders are like Macaulay Culkin from the Good Son. That means they're more advanced. Macaulay Culkin was the murderer, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That doesn't speak well for the youth. No. Um, No, it doesn't. And let me tell you, because Fluent thought we were talking about the weather. Ain't shit good about this sun right now. It's hot. It has been hot as fuck. It was hot as fuck yesterday. Disagree. And and you know I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna catch a little little backlash for what I'm about to say, but I know that there's larger population of people out there on both sides that are going to agree with what I'm about to say. But the the best thing the son did uh, was encourage others to come outside with as few pieces of fabric as possible. Oh, my God. If you're wondering what uh, Euphonic was talk, is talking about, <laughs> uh, yesterday was TSU's homecoming. Hit that with the air horns. We'll tolerate it. Um. Oh, are you are you from one of those other schools? PV. This is a PV guy right Aww. here. So you know he he doesn't get it. Look at fate making sure we stayed friends. That's great. Funny enough, I, it was a it was a chick. I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if she likes that. But was she in that toxic water at the PV party too? No, nah, she was she was in our toxic water at uh at TSU. <sighs> She and, and 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 had jokes the whole time. She was like, 
she uh I mean she she had her pregame. She she put her pregame on the stories. Uh she put her at, uh, oof, her outfit on the stories. Was it a good outfit? Uh it was good for me. Um and she was out there on the yard with the wristband. She paid for that wristband. Thirty dollars. Nigga. Food was pretty good though. We'll get to that. Uh I didn't I didn't eat. I didn't stay long enough to eat. Um you made a lot of bad decisions. <sighs> Wait, you didn't eat either yeah. in this entire I yeah. ate bef- no, I ate before I left. Okay. I ate before I left, and I I was eating tamales, and I packed, and the, the Uber was on the way, so I packed one with me and oh, okay. ate it with what I was drinking. Um, still made some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I left my water, but my my famous uh, water jug at home because I was trying to get out the door too fast. Because unlike unlike Uber, Lyft will rush you. Nigga, Lyft will leave you. <laughs> And take your money. Your driver is outside. You walking outside. Your driver is gone. <laughs> <laughs> or you, or you'll be walking out the door, and your driver will watch you come out the door and then cancel that bitch and cancel and leave. And so I was I was kind of rushed, and so I left my water jug at home. And I said, "Oh well, that's probably not an issue." Because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of water on hand. There's going to be water on site. Um, if I got to pay for it, I got to pay for it. But I'm sure somebody's got water. Let me tell you something. Nobody brought water. So I don't know how nobody's dead. <laughs> well, because people had water. They just brought it from home. But for those of you wondering, all the stands, all the vendors that were out there, it was like alcohol, alcohol, flaming hot Cheetos, alcohol, cigars, alcohol. There was a lot of flaming hot Cheetos everywhere. Wraps, alcohol, flaming hot Doritos, alcohol. THC. THC infused this, mocktails. CBD that. CBD. Alcohol. Five more rolls of alcohol, two more rolls of random paraphernalia, no water. And the vending machines were down. And the vending machines were down. There was no, like, it, well, no, no. The only thing the vending machine would serve was Coke. You already know you're not drinking that in the, you're not the dr- summer. You're not drinking that in the heat. And, That's you know. what the commercials say, that you're supposed to have a nice cold Coke and Yeah, and, and, and Kylie Jenner is stopping police brutality with Pepsis. Yeah. Yeah, ain't none of that happening. <laughs> so... I got out there going hard. I had already, I had already taken something. Okay, T Pain. I had already taken something. I had already pregame. Substances. I got there. Hydrations. Shout out to my man Bert and Bert's Peach Tea. I wish this nigga would sell this shit year round so I could get him some, ad- so we could get some advertising going. Crazy. What's wrong with you? Huh? What's wrong? That's what So, Bert, he basically was ready for me at the door. With the peach tea. With the peach tea. And the peach tea was delicious, by the way. That man, that man upgraded his formula again. Shout out to Bert. I want you to sell that shit all year round so we can get some advertising going. 
and we can get some real and we can get a real bag in here. We could endorse you. You know what, Bert? We'll drink that shit on air. You keep doing what you're doing. Last I checked, you're about to start doing something with the youth. And you know what, sir? That's that's awesome. Make some PC for the youth. Uh, they got to learn. What? It's slapped. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I get out to Euphonic. I go find. I find Euphonic immediately, and he has a large, simply lemonade bottle of death. First of all, it was just juice with fruit in it. You're a liar. Um, that was a big bottle of death. And he saw me drinking my peach tea. And when he saw an opening and he saw that the bottle was it was almost empty, he went on he went on and refilled me. Roy shows up with some whole other shit. This is what happens when you're friends with a bunch of sigmas. You are always in the vicinity of the best blue juice humanly possible. As a, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and just shout. Since we're since we're on a homecoming college tip, shout out to uh, everybody from the Beta Delta chapter oh. of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Mama, go on, go, go hit them. Ask, hit them with the air horns. Uh, that is including this nigga here. Um, You're included. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the whole Beta Delta chapter. Holds it down like nobody else in Texas. Um, especially back in the, all the best pajama jams, all the biggest events, um, and probably the best blue juice. So yeah, uh, that's my first real shout out. Um, but yeah, a uh, uh, long story short, everybody in the crew had some homemade shit. That they wanted to put in my in my one little bottle that they saw I just kept sipping and sipping at because it was cold and it was hot as fuck. By the way, this is the soonest we've ever had homecoming. Let's not do that again. Let's never have this shit in mid to late September. When it's never. still summer in Houston. Yeah. When it, it, in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, what is the hottest <laughs> summer of all time. We we never. I mean, homecoming season is never before the first cold snap. So it was a it was hot out there, and it would only explain why all the women, all of them, every single one had their ass out. You know, I'm gonna make, every single one was half naked. I, I, I'm gonna make this comment, and it's not a popular one, but they weren't the only ones. There there were just a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> who needed more fabric on who did not have it on and it was upsetting at certain times to see like sometimes you look up to your left and you're like ah well all right then but then sometimes you look up to your left and you're like why why you look over and Milton shorts are short as fuck why uh, even my I mean my no mine stay a buck fifty below the kneecap um but yeah, I, and so all that to say, untie your t-shirt. Yeah, man. All that to say that fast forward to an hour later, and you got on too much baby oil and a lot of oil. It was a lot of oil. You can never have on too much baby oil. In this heat, you just yeah, you you're can. a piece of fish, man. You're frying <laughs> on the pavement. Why would you I do didn't that even, to yourself? Yeah, I didn't even put on lotion. 
You just, you, that way you can like slip and slide if someone tries to grab you. I don't. I don't want to crackle when I'm giving hugs, man. It's too much. It's too fast. Fast forward an hour and a half later. Too furious. I'm half passed out on the student center steps, and I was like, "Well, the guys will make the rounds eventually, and eventually someone will see me dead on the floor, and they'll come help." <laughs> Sir. You're laughing, bro, but when I saw this man, like, dusting the wind immediately started playing. <laughs> like, like, from the second floor, the lead from Kansas was like, I close my eyes. I was like, oh, is you good? He was like, uh. <laughs> He was like, you good, man? You want to try to take a walk? I don't know if this going to work, man. And, you know, I just, and then they, and, you know, Jimmy was concerned. Roy was trying to see something. So he was like, so we going to make this walk, dog? And meanwhile, I'm just sitting there. I hurt myself today <laughs> to see if I still feel. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, Eventually, it was. I just I I tapped out. It was just time to go because everybody I saw from back in the day, I saw them from the student center steps dying, and I was like, "Well, if I have to go, at least I at least I know there are people nearby that care, and that I said I said all the, all the positive things I needed to say to them, and they will, and hopefully when I'm gone." Uh, they will lie about my legend, and it, it, instead of telling the true story, just make everything up. Make everything up before the police and the news do. Tragic. And so I tried. And so I tried to leave, and I had to get to somewhere where I could get an Uber. Osborne saved me from a burning marshmallow man. Loving husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great with the kids. <laughs> All of them. And eventually, <laughs> I'm trying to leave. And of course, where I'm trying to get the Uber, I see Euphonic. Also trying to Uber his way the fuck out of Dodge because he has realized that he has been there entirely too long. Hey, man, let me tell you something. How long were you there? I was there four and a half hours. Okay, first of all. Which is already too long. Secondly, I also realized the closer I get to 40 that homecoming is one of those young man's games. Because yeah. either you already have your attention set up when you get there. Right. And you have to entertain it in the heat all day long. Or you doing what our homeboy was out there doing. And you like trying to hunt and find what you want to entertain. But then that's. That nigga sweat, dog. Hey, fam. Look, that's, that no, nigga, that's no. a lot of, that's a lot gotta, of sifting through the sand. You got to get, elevate to nah, the RV status. Nah. Where you pull up in the RV. I don't have to do anything. And then you can hot. just chill in the AC of the RV. That's why rent is paid. So I can chill at home. But around the people. And then you grill. I don't like you, people like that. And you have the alcohols. And you hunt at your leisure. I'm not even a drinker like that, man. I do other stuff. Okay. And I can do that at home. It's true. 
Our friends, our friends were not only trying to die; they not only came to die, they came to kill. They, they, they had no less than two to three large bottles of unknown substances. What's in your cup, fam? Pop the top. We just, we just gonna oh, they asked. Oh, they asked. They asked permission for them to pop the top. My top was open as I was drinking, and I, they were just pouring other things in. I, you don't ask family if they need to eat. You just cook. That's true. For that's strangers, true. You need to ask if they need a plate. That's that's so. Just cook. Thank you, fam. I think is what you were looking for. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's some whole ass shit. Because I was going to, because what I was going to say was thank this man for saving my life. Because if I had been left to my own devices trying to get trying to get out of hell, I don't know what would have happened. So, so I will say salute to this man. For those of you that think we just show up to podcast, this is act. This is my actual best friend, and this is a re- and this is a real nigga here. Um. Uh, despite this smart ass shit he had to say, um, this is a real nigga, and I would have been out. I would have been in bad motherfucking shape because Roy would have just propped my body up somewhere and then went to go see the hoes at the Sigma Tent. Hey, I, you know, I do, I do got to say it. That is a very interesting thing about my bros, man. It's like when it's when it's time to be on the prowl. If you are a hindrance to the prowl. <laughs> You just became weekend at Bernie's, bro. They will slap glasses and a jumpsuit on you and keep you in the corner just no right there while the music is going dark. Just keep me out of the sun. I am dying, sir. Give me some water. Hey, man, go get now, a towel. Weekend at Bernie's is an amazing movie, bro. Get a towel. Go sit down under that tree. I'm going to get you when the music start. No, I can't move. I know. I'm going to get you when the music start. Go over there sit under that. I, here's a towel. Go sit down under, the, under that tree. Shout out to the new listeners, man. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Um, other than apparently getting the the nightmare homecoming experience, uh, moral of the story of all that, you can go too hard. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> oh shit! No, I don't know how they saw my. I don't know how they how they saw my dead body on the steps, and have come to the conclusion that you cannot go too hard. You can go too hard. You can't. You just had a pacing issue. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's why we that's why we in education come up with pacing guides so you can maximize your potential young sir the best way to do your pacing is to wake up and take like two shots and no no Hold shout on. out to the new listeners the old <laughs> listeners the first times the last times the long times no, we're not entertaining that. No, I'm serious. Shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Damien, cut! Damien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, new content. Uh, I put new content out yesterday, so... Uh, y'all enjoy uh, for Patreon, so y'all enjoy that. I, you know, what? I didn't mention this. We have a listener that wants to pay for. I, I guess at least the first month that wants to pay for someone's Patreon. That wants to pay for like a listener that might not have the funds or something. They want to. They want to fund the first month of someone's Patreon. Um, I'm assuming the first month. Uh, and the only way I know how to do that is to just pick one of y'all 
or you or y'all make yourselves known and I just put y'all together and y'all work out how that how that works. Engagement. Engagement. Has to be people that ask us questions. Yeah. Okay. We'll so go you, with that. So you know that they're actually listening so you know and that a they're part listening. of the process. Correct. Yeah. Not gonna give you access to the good stuff. You don't help us cook in the kitchen here. See that yeah, where were y'all when you we bring the oregano in the gym? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh these I like uh, that's why yeah. I keep that's why I keep this team around. Um but yeah, so uh, shout out to everybody on Patreon. Um, we'll myself. we'll we'll figure that out actually. Um, shout out to that listener too, and shout out to right that listener. Um, we got a uh, let's see. Oh, we got to give flowers. That's right. Flowers go to da 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 Ava Duvernay. Uh, Ava is actually the first black woman. To have a movie competing at the uh, Venice Film Festival. Damn. Uh, so, Ava is always breaking down some walls, though. She always, always breaking down walls. Um, I, you know, I always salute that. I miss Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar did a lot for a lot of careers. Um, and I'm not just talking about like the actors. Queen Sugar did a lot for careers in terms of. <laughs> uh oh we have we have my uh my nephew uh we're uh we're dog sitting today. Hey, we got my so we got my nephew. Shout out to Kanji um causing mayhem wherever she's causing mayhem. Um guaranteed she's causing mayhem somewhere. Oh yeah, she's like in Florida somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh so we're dog sitting. Uh, he's doing fine. Um, he's he, just—he's an active listener, part of the show. He's staring intimately into the void that is fluent right now. <laughs> but yeah, so Ava, but Ava, uh, she has broken down a lot of walls and definitely advanced a lot of careers because a lot of people that started out as, say, production assistants um, or what have you, ended up directing or writing. Episodes of Queen Sugar. That's dope, and that's how they got it because it, and most of them were uh, either women or black, like like black women or just women in general. Which it's really hard for black women uh, historically to break in in terms of uh, production and directing. And directing. Um, so uh, she's definitely moved the needle there, and hopefully setting an example for other major creators um, to come. Uh, so someone like that breaking in at the Venice Film Festival, I know that, uh, I know that that's going to jumpstart uh, jump or advance a lot of careers um, in terms of people that worked with her. So go ahead and hit, hit Ava with the air horns. It's not every day you get to make someone slap Oprah. So, you know. It's true. It's true. That's how you knew her career was on the upward trajectory. Um. Yeah. That, yeah no, that's actually on point. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like Oprah has her hand on the button. We think it's a president. It's her. Yeah. You know, we think it's the beehive. It's it's Oprah. Okay. The fact that she had someone slap Oprah, and nothing changed. Like, and the movie still came out, and it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right on you. Humans ain't shit. Going right into humans ain't shit. What if Fluent had flowers? 
I didn't. I didn't. Flowers, anyone? Anyone? Flowers? Well, it's October, so I just want to shout out all Libras and Scorpios. Oh, my God. It's already October? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can we go back and try something? <sighs> no. I don't know shit about astrology, so I just go with it. It's October. Uh, okay, so for you, you kind, shout out all October babies. Horns. I like that. Yeah. Um, going into humans ain't shit. Um, actually, it's not. Actually, I'm not gonna make a big deal. It's not a long one. Um, I'm just gonna give y'all a fun lesson that I learned. Hydrate. Not to take. <laughs> just because. Just because the summer is over, does not mean it's not still gonna be hot as fuck sometimes. Hydrate. See, I thought he was going to say don't take cups from a man named Bill. No. Um, what if Bill is helping you hydrate? Not if his last name is Cosby. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, don't take nothing from a nigga named, from, from a nigga named Cosby. Don't That's how you know my nothing. brain is going slow because I did not connect two and two together. I ain't taking nothing from <laughs> Y'all got me fucked up. You got me fucked up. Anyway. Hydrate. Please hydrate. Hydrate all the time. Hydrate like you know you want to be outside. Hydrate to the point where it makes uh, food nasty. I don't know. Some of y'all hydrate. Some of y'all who hydrate a lot. Like if you you drink enough water and then you try to drink and then you try to eat something that's very like, you know, Processed and shit tastes different. It does. Interesting. Like I, I, I had a homegirl. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, shout out to um, another listener, Candace Griffin. Um, wonderful person. Hey, confessions with Griffin. Yeah. Um, uh, wonderful person. Hilarious. Um, very aware of her surroundings. She she works in childcare, and the the kid that she's a nanny for wanted cocoa puffs. Me personally, I was like, man, I don't know. Uh, I've been on I've I've been thinking a lot about cereal lately. Cocoa puffs cocoa puffs sound like they could hit right now. And she was like, I had some of his, and it just tastes like chemicals. The chemical aftertaste aside, I'm not paying eight dollars for a box of treats. <sighs> cereal, hi y'all. Cereal is expensive. High as fuck. Cereal or adult treats. I'm not sweet Jesus. Not paying eight dollars for people treats. That's that's stupid. What happened? And what happened to the basic shit that used to hit? What happened to Rice Krispies, dog? They taste like dried rice. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I, maybe that's my part of my thing. If y'all listen to Patreon, Randall has a whole rant, a whole rant. About cartoon cereal, and he really—I mean, we were. This was at the end of the episode. It tastes better in real life. <clears throat> this was at the end of the episode, and I, I thought it was just going to be a fun little quick two-minute, two-minute thing. We cracked some jokes about uh, Frosted Flakes. This nigga feels very passionately about his cereal, as you should. This nigga, this nigga went in the vault. And dug up smacks. Man, that's my own heart. Smacks was some of the hardest shit 
Smacks was hard as fuck. I love Smacks. That was, that was great. The 90s circa Cookie Crisp, not the 2000s, because they changed the formula in the 2000s. The they changed the formula different. a lot of this shit, actually. Yeah, but the 90s, the 90s era Cookie Crisp, hey, man, tastes like an OnlyFans. Oh, God damn. Um, but yeah, all that to all that Worth to go back, money. all that to go back and say, please continue to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate liberally. I learned my lesson yesterday. I got out there and went too hard with no hydration. I got home, passed out. I woke up in a bed full of uh, bottles of Walmart water. Whose bed was it? Mine. Oh, okay, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear the after effects of your eyes wide shut story. I, I do want to tattle on the other co-host because he's over here looking at porn. I would never. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, no, that's I'm, a great moment to go to the song of the week. I know that. Don't know what that's about, buddy. That is but a fantastic moment. Get check his phone. We're on break <laughs> to move on so to. When we come back. You know, he's like on the straight and narrow because that was a lot. That <laughs> was. You the one talking over about. Here. Over here looking at porn stars. It's crazy. It's not a porn star. It's crazy. It's crazy what he does. You know. Song of the week. It's the great. Uh, it's by an artist uh, I came is by an artist I came across <laughs> named Campania. See? You about to play the porn soundtrack. All right. <laughs> see, see, see how y'all do? is a saint. I, that's all I'm saying. I am this a saint. I Campania came out here to do a job. Keith featuring Dave Shanae. <laughs> Wait. What? Say it again. It says Campania. Featuring who? Dave Cheney. Got it. My brain is still slow. I thought you said Dave Chappelle. See? The song is called Rope. See? Hey, rope? <laughs> Man, what kind of kink shit you about to start playing? I don't know. Pour yourself care. something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good episode. Don't get too comfortable. We'll be back with more opinions don't while black. Don't on us. I mean, Let's go. You can blame Pour it on us. No, the fuck you can't. You the one playing it. Rope. Don't you listen to rope. <laughs> Just mute you niggas. There ain't nothing to worry about, baby. Time you want, and I'll answer. Cause I swear, you think I am trying to sneak on you, but I can't. And I won't know that I got you. Your love rope that holds me together. You make me better. You make me better. Yeah, yeah. Look, need a little reassurance, I'm the man for that You need a quench, I'm your camel back You know a nigga stay smoked like a camel pack Cause this be the last straw, broke the camel's back Think of how you withdraw off the alcohol You ain't said a word, miss text, miss call Then you get inside your head while you running through my mind It's all getting so redundant, I'm just checking if you fine Let's be clear, you know you mine, ain't no need to stress Let me ease your mind, baby, get you undressed Running short on time, wanna spend it with the best Now it seems the universe putting us to the test Best believe I'm trying to pass with flying colors, got the perfect on the air, trying to take you on vacation, put some braids up in your hair, I'm just trying to play it fair, no, I'm in this for the better, with that tugging at my heart, it's the rope that holds it all together. There ain't nothing to worry about, baby, you call me anytime you want, and I'll answer, cause I swear, you think I am, trying to sneak on you, but I can't.
saying that right Campania featuring Dave Cheney and Dave B it's not what I thought the song was going to be like at all to be honest way more a beat than I was giving it credit I'll say but a vibe nonetheless yeah yeah I think we I think the first two the first two years of opinions while black when it was homecoming weekend, we ended up playing something homecoming related. I think the first year we played Nuck If You Buck, which is a proper ne- Negro spiritual. There are three, the top three homecoming anthems of all time are one, are, well, number three is Nuck If You Buck. Number two is Nuck If You Buck. And the number one homecoming anthem of all time, HBCU homecoming, mind you, is Nuck If You Buck. So, just so you know, <laughs> um, Nuck If You Buck is an, is an all-time Negro spiritual anthem up there, in the, up there with the likes of Huh by Juvenile. Y'all forgot about that one. This was Patreon. Forgot about they bow jeans, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, You know, I'm I'm still kind of listening to that "Nuck If You Buck Ski Ye" remix. Oh, you did let us hear that. There was they didn't they did a mashup with "Nuck If You Buck" and "Sexy Red" and that "Ski Ye." And the shit just makes sense, man. The shit just <laughs> the shit just makes perfect sense. It's a perfect blend. 
Add me out here, look like ski. <laughs> I don't know if I want the infinity stones of that particular genre of music being collected. I just I do. Though. We have not reached infinity. I do. Let me tell you something, y'all better y'all better buckle up. We have not reached peak ratchet yet. We have not. I promise you. Wait. So, like, if these were the infinity stones, which infinity stone would ski by sexy red be? Is it the Power Stone? It's the Power Stone. Absolutely. I think it's the Power Stone. Anything you can like, lace, you could, you anything could, you can interlace perfectly with Duck if you buck, <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. Should be the Reality Stone. I don't know. You That's think, the Power. No, no. That's the Power Stone because you're going real hard. It, it amplifies everything because that's some shit you could. If you buck is, are you saying that song is replacing the slot for Duck if you buck? Fam. If it's not, then that's what Duck If You Buck is. Anything you could, anything you can, you can pimp slap Captain Marvel with into I, the stratosphere. I hear you. Immediately is the Power Stone. Not if you need the original to make it that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It amplifies. <laughs> it's that's a, it's that's a, what it, the Power Stone should do. It should amplify. It's, it's a, Does he not do that? You don't yeah. think so? No. I, I, I think the part of me that feels like it is is because of Nuck If You Buck. Okay. Well, I mean, in general, because I've heard a couple different, like, ski mixes where they just be dropping it on and be like, you know what? That's all of a sudden better. Uh, it's true. I won't say that. Okay. I won't I won't say that. Okay. I, that's whoever, whoever, that's whoever, fine. Whoever that's fine. That way is fair, what, but I what, won't say that. What would you, what would stone would you associate Again, because we're meshing it in with something, reality or time. You you can tell me, oh, well, the song is 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 timeless in its transition. You know, you could put it with this, you could put it with that. I, I think I think Nuck of You Buck would be the time stone, because you're gonna automatically go back to that time. <laughs> Nuck of You Buck can be just about anything you want it to be for real. To be honest with or you, so maybe it's the reality stone. I don't know what that I don't know what that movie was with <laughs> Sterling K. No, actually. Nuck if you buck should be the soul stone because <laughs> no, hands down, if you play that song at any cultural event for more than two minutes, something is going to happen. It speaks yeah, to the idea. It's true. <laughs> it does. It does stir the spirit. Yeah. It, it's true. You're right. It's like Loki put the scepter right on your chest. Now be ignorant. <laughs> 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 Fuck his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he just taps you with that little scepter. Well, we knocking and bucking and ready to fight. <laughs> oh shit! Um, what's going on in the rundown, man? Oh, um, again, I just I just like to add on to these little theories of mine. So on on the stars original content tip, um. Run the, both Run the World and Blind Spotting were canceled, and again, this just added to my theory that we are just making the rounds, canceling the black shit. Uh, duh. And revving up for Black History Month, <laughs> got to give us something to appreciate when they drop it. And Run the World was canceled, and and, and I now I only probably watched the first season, but. It, you know, I, even if I don't keep up with something, I can appreciate the quality. And also, I have a soft spot for those black sex in the city shows. 
where the where it's where it's black women making it in the big city and fucking up their love life and all that shit. I'll take your word for it. Because they all because I, I something else you don't know about me. I was a big Sex in the City fan coming up. Samantha was my heroine. I, I was gonna say I think we all had a soft spot for Samantha. I had a soft spot for Samantha right up until she fucked over Smith. And she didn't fuck him over because they because they 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 left that relationship amicably. Very ambiguous. But this nigga this nigga stuck through cancer for you. Dog. Talking about a woman that made a man eat his own cum, bro. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Samantha didn't give a fuck At and all. probably did go over there and fuck the next door neighbor. Yeah. Um respect. What the fuck? Oh, they wrapped up her they they wrapped up her uh Kim Cattrall's storyline basically uh in the in the movie that came after the show. And in the movie that came after the show, she had already she had met a she had met a younger dude cuz all the older all the men her age that were age appropriate to her had fucked her over all through the show. And it was this young man that was like a a waiter or something and she, because she was like PR, she worked in PR, and he wanted to be an actor. She, she really turned his career out, and he became a big, and he became a big model and a big star. And then she got cancer, and she thought he was going to just walk out on her. And he stuck with her, and loved her dirty fucking draws all through cancer. And that was like her happy ending. And in the movie, she just. She wasn't fucking with it. She just she. It wasn't that she didn't care about him. She just felt like she wasn't giving being given enough leeway to do her the way she had always done it through the show. She was about to say, "I will be beholden to nobody." Right, and she just decided she loved herself more, and he respect. couldn't even be mad about it. Respect, and was like, "Shit, I respect it. That's who you that because that's who you are." I know and, I don't look like the type though to follow a show like that. And but. walked out and and walked out and she and she most likely we don't know proceeded to go fuck the lot of lot of next door neighbor she had been lusting over. A lot of random free game on that show fluid. That's all I was saying. Say. A lot of random free game on that show. Telling you they give they be they was giving <clears throat> up the sauce and I didn't realize it. <laughs> once once I saw that what man, she was sitting there, dude just knew he was gonna mm. she was like, Yeah, no, nah, eat it. You eat it. Show sure did. Tell me what that's like. That, that, What's that, that life like? That yeah. show gave up the that show gave up the sauce. I I'm gonna give it to him. That man's uh, face. He, I have he, not, he had an epiphany when he had to do it. He was like, Oh, I've been doing this to people all my life. Now I didn't watch the reunion show and I refused to watch re, the reunion show because Kim Cattrall did not go through all that shit to keep it from happening, uh, just so we could cave in and watch that bullshit. Um but um the black shows that have done that since have all gone harder than Sex in the City. That's why they're getting canceled. Harlem, harder than Sex in the City. Run the World, hard, well, maybe not, maybe as hard as Sex in the City, but has a great, but has a great ongoing score from Robert Glasper. Uh, shout out to Robert Glasper, Houston Stand Up. Um. And and so to see that show go out the window was wild because I think it was just hitting its stride. 
Blind Spotting, uh, a very underrated show with a solid cast. Rough watching that go out the window. And what fucks me up with Star's original content, watching it go out the window, is that all of that's going away, and Power Spot will always be secure. And that hurts because power is so bad. It's so horrible. Is it that bad, though? It's horrible. Let me tell you something. These, they, I think they intentionally, especially if it's, if it's the one with Tariq and his perfect shape up, I, they all go, all the young people are terrible actors. All of them, including, including Tariq. All of them are terrible actors. The one with the white, the, 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 the power spinoff with the white boy. Yeah. Horrible. Oh. Horrible. I, I thought people liked him. They're, they like they like him because he doesn't give a fuck and he says some wild shit. But he too is that's wild. And the wildest yeah. part of that is that I thought they were trying to give us a new Channing Tatum, but he don't talk like that. Right? Why Why are you acting surprised? They don't They don't want you reading books. They don't want you learning about yourself. They don't want you feeling empowered or capable. What they want is for you to watch these minstrel shows. I, don't I think have, that's where you're seeing. I don't have a problem with the gangster shit. I don't. I don't have a problem with the gangster shit. I have a problem with the gangster shit that's so bad. It's bad. Fifty Cent really goes out and scouts the worst actors and actresses on the face of the fucking planet. And if you don't believe me, the best actor on the Tariq Power spinoff is Mary J. Blige. First of all, Dorothy Mantooth is the same. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> I get in so much trouble. Over the years, I get in so much trouble for all the Mary J. Blige. I don't like her music. I don't. That's that's sad for your soul. <laughs> I really, I've liked two Mary J. Blige songs maybe throughout her entire discography. That is terrible because Memories is a very pivotal soul breathing album. Uh, anyway, uh, weirdo. <laughs> almost lost my train of thought when he said that look but there, there's there's a pattern and we know there's a pattern but I, it just it feels like it should be highlighted i'm sorry go ahead no i was gonna say I, I totally think that shit is on purpose you don't you don't have shows out there like luther and then only promote shows Ooh. like power like if and I'm, every time someone can tell me a, a plot point from power and can't tell me shit about luther like a part of me dies. Yeah, man. Luther and, and even that movie. <sighs> like, when I think about gangster shit, any even if you just wanted to just talk about gangster shit, like can we at least talk about like the wire or something? Like something I, that's got some merit and Are you watching like, Top Boy? Mm-mm. I hear Top Boy's really good. I I hear Top Boy's really good. I have oh, not yeah. started Top Boy. Um but yeah, at least at least kind of prestige Level shit like that. Yeah, use that shit up, man. Man, Luther was hard, man. I, bruh, they, I, they, they got one more in them. They got one. They gotta give me. I, I, I need MI five agent John Luther. I need that. <laughs> I need that. That in Castlevania, the only two reasons I still have Netflix, bro. Dog, I burned through Castlevania Nocturne in an evening. I was going to go out for the Friday festivities for homecoming. Mm. 
and I did not. Because Castlevania Nocturne was going fucking hard. I'm here for it, man. And they got me at the end. They got me at the end. I need the next season quickly. No, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, I know. That, that Oh, man. Yeah, Castlevania Nocturne was hitting. It's not better than OG Castlevania, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's leaner. Okay. I'd say it's a leaner version. Okay. Uh, very enjoyable. You know what you need to catch up on? Sorry to do a quick aside. You need to catch up on JJK and yeah, Bleach. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Bleach, Bleach, is a, Bleach is asking a lot. No, but. no it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Just that's, off the bog, Kai, we just saw. Bro. That's some long ass shit, man. It's not. Um, what else is going on, man? Uh, I'm, uh now I'm definitely gonna catch Sky up. Sky's blue. Now I'm definitely gonna catch up on JJK. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I just have to, I have to get around to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on JJK because I I like where I stopped in the first season. But bro, this arc is about to get ridiculous. Yeah, I'm hearing everybody's talking about it. Um. Celebrity breakups. Aww. I keep telling you, I keep telling people, nobody is happy. Vamp, uh, let's see. Um, Remy, Remy Ma and Papoose broke up. And had been broke up for some time, apparently. And not only that, we found out in a, in a battle, we found out in a battle where the new dude, uh, where the new dude basically said, I'm fucking his bitch. Uh-huh. Um, and not only that, was he battling Papoose? No, no. That's battle rude. battle rap has see the new era of battle rap has become a gossip rag, where it's not really a it's not really about the hardest bar. It's about the messiest bar that's really telling some of the next niggas business. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> oh, have you, uh, I know you had to have seen one of the posts talking about battle rap is uh, really just two niggas doing love poetry to each other. <laughs> it's not completely untrue. <laughs> it's not untrue. See, when we started doing battles, in my mind, that's what we were doing. We were doing the we were doing battle rap. Cause I one of my first, cause my first real marquee moment on the poetry scene was me battling uh, uh, that Booger Wolf girl, and it was really us just going back and forth, just doing poems that had nothing to do with us or each other. And then she did a poem specifically about me. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something. And I'm not going to go into the, this might be a Patreon story because I'm not going to go into the whole history of my rivalry with that homunculus. But um, she really wrote a whole poem about me and called me a creature. <laughs> First of all, thank you for writing that. <laughs> what? And secondly, I am a creature. From your darkest, nastiest fantasy. This fucking and and, and and really and really tried to convince us that she had that she had dignity and poise. This fucking homunculus went behind the went behind the bar and tried to suck uh and nope, 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 
Nope. That's all Patreon. That's all Patreon. See? See? Thank you. Fuck that Bogle Wolf. Anyway. I appreciate being in that dream you had with that I can't believe I just relived that. But yeah, that's what battle rap has become now. That's battle rap now. Niggas, niggas just being messy as fuck knowing each other's business because social media is a bunch of fucking detectives. And apparently... Shout uh, out to social media detectives. Papoose and Reminis Mackie have been, uh, have been broken up for some time. And not only that, the new nigga really does look like Papoose with a disguise beard. <laughs> Brother, that's like when that happens. My uh, my coworker had his ex-wife cheat on him with a guy with the same name who went to a better school and had a better job. And she was like, it's like you, but better. <laughs> I, it, it hurts to hear that too. Let me tell you something. As somebody that where where the chick chose the other dude, it it's rough. It's rough to hear that they have that even some of your attributes, but in her mind, it's better. Oh yeah, I fam. Mean, that only ends one way though. Like now we have to collect Highlander rules. Gotta, <laughs> there can be only. I gotta, one. I gotta take his head so that I can usurp his power. Now, do you know it took everything? <laughs> it took everything in me when this chick posted on social media, and social media was not in 2012 what it what it is now. Are those so it wasn't as bad. Tree? I know when a nigga making flapjacks this, round tree. This nigga, this she said, well. It's so good to be around a real nerd. A real nerd. Not a backpack-wearing hipster. I short-circuited on spot. I I short-circuited. <laughs> on, on, you're a hipster? I was not this this nigga will tell I was not okay and it was just a whole slander campaign so she could let everyone know that it's better over here and you literally taking the shit that about me that she saw in him and announcing that shit yeah hey, look I, I I can't even defend. the comic books are better what the fuck does that mean it was, it was a lot of messy shit it was, that was a messy. That was a messy situation. I like the, I like the photo of this lake, the way it captures <laughs> a mountain in the background. My so. eye was twitching. It, it's, it's so watching somebody go out with a clone of you, and I can't say is. And, and let me tell you, no, no, no. I'm talking about Remy and Papoose. Okay, I was because <laughs> if anything, yo, my whole like face is waiting. What? Because all because all respect to him to this day, if anything that that nigga opened for Amiri Baraka, what the fuck are we talking about? No, no, that was, and that was part of what hurt. But yeah, good, watching someone go out with like somebody that kind of does what you do, mm -hmm. and because and because they have to cover their own ass, they have to rearrange the story. Which is I don't know if that's what Remy Ma is doing, but it doesn't look good. Mm. On Papoose at all because we all know Papoose loved that woman's D 
dirty draws through prison. He loved her through a prison sentence, man. (laughs) (laughs) Through a prison sentence, sang this woman's praises when she got out. She got got finer. She got out, got finer, and he wasn't salty about it. You know how these niggas do. Do you realize, like, her and the new dude would never have good or comfortable sex because I'd always be outside that window playing Wham. <laughs> You'd be John Cusack in high fidelity. What? Oh my god. Careless Whisper on Max. <laughs> With the cry face. <laughs> this man got the quivering lip. <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. What? Fuck out oh, of here, man. man. It's wild Not out here. Yes. A, it, here's a celebrity breakup that's really that's what? really uh that's really fucking people's head up. Tiana Taylor and Iman Schumpert have been broken up for a while, they just announced. What? Really? Have been have been broken up for months. You know I, the first time both of them were telling the story. Of their, was it the kid or the relationship? Whichever one, I think it's the kid. But they're both telling the story, right? And it's just, it's so, it's so seamless and one to one. No matter who's answering the question on what show that it's on and whatnot. And one day, my mom and I were like, one of them is beating the other one. <laughs> it's probably no. That's I'm not only, saying that. That's the only way the story is that perfect all the time. Every time. What do you mean? You can't just tell the truth. It's it was some shit going on behind the scenes. Had to be. My parents always say the same story, and it's really hilarious because my mom is like, "Yeah, I wasn't interested in your dad until he got rid of his hoes," and my dad be like, "Your mom wasn't interested in me until I got a new red car." I (laughs) that's different. I am learning different. If he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, your mom really wouldn't tell." I just got rid of my hoes. Let me tell you how I know that Euphonic is onto something here. I am learning now that sixty percent of the stories my dad told in terms of him and my mother's relationship were the truth. Were his version of the truth. His version of the truth. Like, 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 and here's what's funny: every like all the little talk, all the little tales that my dad told about his career about his uh high school and college basketball and football careers and track actually all of them are true all of them have have proven to be true and he has people that were like yeah and, and like someone someone pulled me to the side and it's one of the, it's one of the great moments of my life someone pulled me to the side at his service at his funeral and said anybody in this room will tell you your daddy was great. Anybody here will tell you. You can ask anybody here about any story. Every every word you ever heard about your daddy is the God's, that you ever heard about your daddy is the God's honest truth. And I've taken that to heart and I've internalized that. Now, the stories about like just our just our family bullshit, my mom was like, your daddy been telling you this shit all this time? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Even the story about how I was born. I mean, it it, it wasn't a bunch of big lies, but he he did he was he, he's always 
maintain that he drove through a hurricane to get here because uh, 83 was Hurricane Alicia. Yeah. And uh, he's always maintained that he was in Jacksonville where he was from visiting and him and my godfather drove through a hurricane. That's not the case. It sounds like a likely story, though. Um, Now, the one true part is that they got to the is that they got to the hospital. They were looking in the observation room. They were trying to figure out which one was me. My godfather goes, I think it's him. And I'm the one in the center with where I'm so big that my arms and legs are all hanging out of the little plastic thing. And they were like, yeah, that's him. See, preacher. That's not nice. I can't talk. And so. It's like a bowling ball. I can't talk. And so that's how I know that Tiana and Amon were were destined for destruction. Even though they were the best couple. They were the greatest couple of all time to look at. I mean, you just just knew that wherever they were at an event, you just knew that they fucked on the way to the event. Or he was like touching her button mine. Correct. I, I don't see a problem with this. And but but ultimately, if they it, 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 the statement that was issued by Tiana was basically like, yeah, we've been broke up and we just didn't talk about it because uh you because you niggas are vultures and y'all will make up a narrative, but we are still cool. That's still my best. That is still my literal best friend. Um. That's the father of my. That's the father of my children. We are still raising those children. The children are okay. So really, all y'all can shut the fuck up. Shout out to that PR person that wrote that. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> <laughs> but I keep saying hey, I, I like that. You know, you can keep some of the stuff private hey, because totally. not everything needs to be for everybody. Agreed. Totally. Totally. You know, even though I like to talk about it sometimes, and it really amounts to what I've been saying. Nobody's happy. Celebrities, and and it and it it all comes to bear because there is a there is another person that is um probably on the top three, uh, on a related note. Um, but nobody nobody's happy. Nobody's people, happy. People are happy, Oz. Nobody's no, fucking happy. People are happy. Hell no. COVID was the Just greatest be, equalizer. Yeah, for that. Oh, destroying was, these relationships. Destroyed some. And it made some better. Destroying these relationships. I'm serious. Made some better. I would argue most and few are the actual words you should be using. No. Uh, destroyed most and made few better. The ones that the ones that came out better in my in in my circle of people have all been the ones that started out unorthodox. Mm, I won't even say that. Like just before I started ghosting social media, just and I detox from it but like it's weird when you know you know wife and wife husband and wife or husband and husband and you're listening to them talk about their relationships or you're like watching their stories but then you hang out with them and you see the antithesis of those stories so to speak you know what I'm saying and it, and I'm not saying like oh, COVID created these issues, but it definitely put exposed people, a lot of people and put them in different 
you know, mindset. But, yeah, 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 I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't, I don't, I won't say some. I definitely think most were like, oh man, I definitely thought I picked a ten. This is like a retarded three. And they're just at their drawing boards. Some of them are making it work. I think a lot of people are masking very well because that's all relationships are. But the ones that are trying to take their relationships to what relationships are supposed to be, very proud few. Those are like the Marines of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Go you guys. The few, the proud, the married. Hey. Um, but yeah, they, these... Rusty, I work for the Coast Guard. <laughs> Shit. The only ones, and, you know, and it's true, the only ones I know that are working are the ones that are unorthodox. And even those, I question those. I have an ex who um, is married to, I guess, a correctional officer. Mm-hmm. And this is true. Because before they, I don't, maybe they're married. I don't know. Um, you never know with her. Um, she'll call me tomorrow and say, and, and say that, this shit is 50-50, and then the very next week uh, be hugged up with this nigga uh, and their baby in the park. Smart. So the Keep them guessing. So the nigga's a correctional officer, mm-hmm. and they have opted to live. In the correctional facility. In the correctional facility for a reduced, for a reduced rent. And... <laughs> That sounds like the most problematic situation. I would never have I would never have my wife around these hooligans and I these people in society. Like Do you remember no. um when uh sis and I first started dating and we would like hang out with her friends? Yeah. And then one of her friends was a CEO. It, Jay was the CEO? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yes, I recall. Do you remember those stories about the conversations had with inmates? I'm gonna tell you a secret. It's okay. You don't even have to do that. I'm not even gonna set you up for that slam dunk. You don't even have to do that. Here's, <laughs> here's the important takeaway. If you it, thought I was listening to anything her friends had to say at the time, see, see, you I were said, mistaken. I said you didn't have to do that. I said you didn't have to do that. You didn't she have to do that. Didn't even have to do that. Didn't have to do that. Didn't have to do that. You know what? But here's the thing though. Inmates are gross, gross people. Not 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 for nothing. It's definitely the circumstances that play there. But, like, there's no way my wife gets to walk around with her toes out. Like, at all. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. She'll forever have socks and dance goes on. It's it's some wild shit out here. But we're saying all this to say that a lot of these celebrity breakups, a lot of these celebrity couples, it's only riveting to us and it's only riveting to people at large because they're just – because it takes these examples – for, to remind them that these people are, people are just as fucked up as you and I. Sometimes more. Sometimes, sometimes depending on what they do in terms of being a celebrity, it takes them being fucked up to do it. Looking at you, crew of jackass. Because uh, I was going to say, everybody on jackass is married. That was on Jackass back in the day. Mm-hmm. All of them are married. Yeah, and all of those relationships had tumultuous beginnings. Steve-O is married. Hey, man. His wife is weird. Really? Uh, she's married to Steve-O. 
Oh, I was gonna say like I was like, was she on Jackass? Doesn't matter. She's married to Steve. She's married to Steve. That's yeah. true. And she's, he she's still married to Steve. And not only was he doing all that shit on that show, he was like an addict for a while. I believe. Yes, yeah. he was an addict. Yeah, he'll talk about that shit in almost any interview. Johnny yeah. Knoxville, I can kind of understand because Johnny Knoxville kind of uh, kind of he. He kind of got some of that jackass shit out of him because he he actually went into Hollywood and was and was mixing it up with you know semi normal people. Um, yeah, he so discovered he discovered cocaine. Or, so he, you know. yeah, and he so he had to kind of disguise some of that weirdo jackass shit. I can kind of understand Johnny Knoxville having a norm having maybe a normal nuclear family. Steve-O? Nah, bro. You put way too much shit up your butt, bro. Steve-O, bam. I forgot which one is which. None of them. Steve-O is the one you would most liken to Schmeagle. He's the shortest. Yeah. He's the skinniest. He's got the least amount of hair. He had and the they, shaved head. They did the weirdest shit to him Yeah, every episode. Steve-O was the wildest is, one. Is Johnny Knoxville the one that looks like Matt Gates? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh shit! I'm gonna be honest, cause like when the first time I saw like Matt Gates do an interview, I was like, they let him into Congress. It would make as much sense, but I didn't realize it wasn't the same person. But the more the shit happens, the harder it is to convince me. Not even a lot. Just recalling a couple of Knoxville interviews, I honestly would vote for him over Gates. I would trust his level of of understanding over Gates. I would trust a seven year old's understanding over Gates. But we can't do that. Yeah. That, well, that's um, <laughs> what else do I have here? They should actually put a goat on the docket the next time he's running just to see if the goat would Jesus. Win. That would be awesome. Oh, we have a uh, we, we have a Drake watch. Baby. Um, Six God has wasted. It, it's not a long one. It's just funny. Six God has wasted no time. Um, I don't even think he's moved here yet. Or unpacked, he is already in women's DMs, in local women's DMs here, just randomly too. Not only was like a young lady. First of all, these young ladies are talkative, man. <laughs> first of all, let's start there, because this lady wasted no time posting this shit on the gram, uh, and was having a just a, and Drake was just really trying to have a real conversation with her. It was like, oh man, just hitting the gym. Uh, what, you know, what are you doing right now? What's, what, you know, oh, where you, oh, where you at? Oh, you in Houston? Oh, that's what's up. And the next thing we see is a, like, $2,000 cash app from Champagne Poppy. Amen. Fam. Amen. She looked good, too. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. First Uh, of all, get it how you live. I want to be able to send somebody $2,000 cash app just because. I don't. Because I do not. My money. And I don't want to send you $2,000 just just because. I, I don't because I you. Do. I don't. I don't because the, the like, next thing. Like, here, just take this. I don't because the next thing you did after after sending the cash app was posted on social media. I I paid you to not do that. That's the reason I sent this cash app actually, for your time, so you don't have to do that. The moment I start trending, I actually just requested it back. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give this to somebody quiet. Real talk, like that's that's his discernment. He has none. We've proven yeah, that he has none. This is this is about as bad as when Eminem was hooking up with that chick, and then 
she was on live and he thought she was just taking the photo. And then when he realized she was on live, he's like, oh, hey, bitch, what is Stop. Because all the chicks that fuck with Drake, uh, either, they either tell or leak his business um, directly or indirectly. Because the chick that he was supposedly talking to, that was allegedly the reason for him moving here. She wasted no time telling us she had all access. Her and her friends had all access passes to the concert. We're immediately going to go, how would you do that? Oh. He has no discernment whatsoever. You know, None. Look, you and know, he's too rich to have so little discernment. Even the chick he got pregnant, so little discernment. Why are we going raw in the strippers? Look, maybe he can afford not to have the discernment. True. Did you uh, think th- about that? Fair, fair. True. Maybe because I mean, like two two thousand dollars to Drake might be you know when you give fifty cents to somebody on the corner. Although, if that were the case, when Pusha T started rapping about Mistress Babe, Mystery Babies, we we shouldn't have been mad about. I'll that. say you can't get mad about that. You just you just kind of kind of you, you know, get all the you are hiding a child shit. Maybe you should slow down. Maybe. I mean, and Houston. He's definitely going to have to slow down. Because, you know, Houston is like big, small. <laughs> like yeah. Big yeah. area, but it's, <laughs> it's super big, small. It's super small. It's super small, like, bro. Not we, only that, he likes he likes strip clubs. And Houston is the other strip capital, stripper capital of the world. Fuck, I don't even care a fuck about that, bro. If he hits a strip club on the north side, a strip club on the south side, and a strip club on the southeast, all of Houston knows his business. He's not wrong. You, you have triangulated your area, sir. Because like, when he because when he was in town ages ago, uh, when him and Rihanna were still talking, Rihanna took him to the strip clubs, and we all knew about it. Rihanna we, took him to like gold diggers. Can we can we stop real quick? Should we be putting Rihanna on like that Badu Jill Scott level of like no. making people weird? No, not yet. No, she because Rihanna that's a different thing. I think dudes go weird to keep up with Rihanna. I do. I think they get weird to keep up with Rihanna. Drake got really weird to try to get in Rihanna's pants because that was during the Views era. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, isn't that essentially what the other two do, though? No. Or or you you, you think the other two awaken and enlighten something? Uh, Yeah, I think there's something going on. (laughs) I think there's something going on in that vagina. (laughs) No, it's definitely Jill Scott's hands. Yeah, man. Oh, Jill Scott got that, too. Because we we hear very little about those, very little about any of them. Till this day, Erica Badu is the only person I know that can publicly critique and debate exes, and nobody says problematic shit to her. Not them, not fans. Like she has to correct herself, and nobody says shit. It's true. I think that's amazing. And I'll tell you, to this day, the Jay Electronica saga is a trip to me. Has he How dropped you, that album yet? No. No. Well, I do no, let him no, drop not, it. No, that's not true. That's not true. He did. I think he I think he he dropped something. I think he dropped something with, with Jay-Z and it was mid. Um now I need to know. Now I gotta find this out. It was mid. Um I, whatever whatever product we've gotten from Jay Electronica was not good since. And some of you niggas are going to be upset I said that. Find me, find me a J Electronica slap. Find me a J Electronica slap post 2014, 
fourteen. I dare you, and not minutes, to, not minutes to Mook because that has not aged well. When did that song with him and Kendrick come out? I don't know. Actually, I think that was uh, during the Damn era. Was that Damn? Like I, I got the cadence. I can't think. Of I can't think of it right now. Um, right. But yeah, these these stole that man's talent. Man, and and so let me tell you something. Drake is is a having made those rounds, Drake is like he's like the anti Erica Badu, where Erica Badu will suck you in and 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 never let go of your soul like the like the like the queen in Snow White and the Huntsman. Drake is the inverse of that in that he is maybe the greatest mark wait so Eric Badu Jill Scott uh, Kalani uh, Sade and you can pick your fifth for yourself but they're like the monsters of relationships <laughs> oh shit <laughs> like Janae Aiko or Janae Aiko oh, like you think you're getting in there and getting out but no 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 buddy it's somewhere they've got like a tennis ball. Big Sean ain't never left. Big Sean yeah. never left. Yeah, ain't I, never I, left. Not going anywhere. And ain't leaving. Not going anywhere, bro. Can we at least get another twenty eighty eight album? Nope, because he's busy being touched. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, y'all stupid. Um, but but no, I. I Drake just from everything something about Drake to me in terms of relationships and women for all the shit he talks in his in his music just strikes me as the biggest mark the easiest mark Look, I've been saying for a while Drake needs some therapy I mean among other things yes Drake needs therapy um cuz the the way he moves is just I'd be hurting for him which is why I'm really interested to hear the, to hear the album next week um, that he was supposed to drop last week. Um, that's really all I have. I kind of don't want to hear 40-year-old Marvin's room, though. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? It's going to be sad with a bunch of beats. That's, that's it. Like two what was the last songs? sad one? Two club songs. What was the last sad one? Was it, was it nothing the same? Nothing was the same? I think so. Yeah. The one with pound cake on it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last sad one. That was, that was sad. A lot of that album was sad. It was reflective and quiet. And I, see, I see now. I, now, I like his shit, but I see now why people don't take him seriously. You can't go from nothing was the same to you know how sticky it gets. That's almost, or, or, or that freestyle that he dropped? Like, no. <sighs> Stop. Don't remind me of that stupid-ass freestyle. Oh, my God. And then teen and rides. being a teen and Oh, that was so bad. It stop telling us it's a decent size. I'm still I, not okay. I mean, that, that still makes me uncomfortable. Even if that's like what you wanted to convey, like, like let someone who's seen it do that, right? And then it becomes like your joke, and then you like have to like make them not do it so much or something. Yeah, like that, that. Like you the, doing it is just weird. I'm uncomfortable. It I, has it has the inverse effect. It's probably small. Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, Try that's a good time to go ahead and take a break. 
Uh, I was going to talk about, I was going to talk a little bit about boxing. We can do that when I get back. Um, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more food since more fuckery. Hands punchy in the face. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Oh, I'm going to do that. Good thing about some titties. I'm not pouring up for a while. Let me just say that. Come on, Oz. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do drinks. That's when I mute you. Do it. And then we'll bring the public to you. No, I just then I wanna, you don't have to be charming. I want to be weird and kind. We are I'm back. Weird in public. We are black. We are opinionated, and we're actually just chilling and hydrating. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be drunk today. Maybe not at all. Hydrated. He's not going to be drunk. I was say not at all. You're the two hoster. I woke up with beer. Yeah, I learned my lesson. I was drinking that juice this morning. Yeah. I mean, I learned my lesson until the next time. So. Like, I'm I, telling you, just start in the morning. I kept mixing in my two shots. We got a friend that has a three shot rule. Okay. Like it's, once he has his third shot, his night is done. Oh, like oh. it. There's like a 45 minute ticking clock that starts from his third shot to when he leaves or goes to sleep. Who, oh, Roy? No. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. See, I think I think he topped out at four or five one year, and I'm pretty sure that was a birthday, and I'm pretty sure that was the year we ended up driving him home. <laughs> well, that's because he's he's probably the cleanest living of all of us, most likely. Yeah, he does like weigh out his chicken. Yeah, he's one of those. He's probably the cleanest living of all of us. He's a he's like a bodybuilder. And shit. I mean, yeah. I'm just again, my principles still apply. <laughs> If you if you're only good for three shots in a day, start your day off with the two shots. Really? See. And then what that does is that puts you at this little buzz. And when you feel the little buzz going away, just take a little bit more. This is now, why we don't invite him on the group chat. And then and you just keep it going until that's why you maintain we don't that little him. buzz. I don't want right? to bring him next year. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued to see but, what this energy would do to the crew. But here's what happens. What after a couple of hours, if you just maintaining this two-shot buzz, however many drinks it takes you to do that, whether it's dividing that last third shot into, like, little quarters or it's a couple beers or see what he's trying to, see what See, what he's talking about isn't going to do anything but get us a group stomach pump. No, no, no. This, bu- this builds up the immunity because then by the time <laughs> – Listen, by the time the evening happens, your body is just running on momentum of drunk, okay? And then then you can just do as many shots as you want, and it doesn't matter. I promise you, it's magic. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) That is magic. I can tell y'all, y'all peer pressure wrong. Like, this this is the way you do it. Like you sell a dream, you make that dream sound tangible. I don't even want to go to a fight party with him. You, you make that dream sound tangible, and then you give the steps to get to the tangible dream. Yeah, I like that. We gotta get him. We got, this thing has been like this all his life too. He has. He has. He's been like open, this all bro. his life. Keep your summer open. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. That is not the right one. This is why I don't fuck. With white people. 
Uh, I got a few people on the on the uh, on the docket for white people must be stopped. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> so Offset just had an interview with a white woman. Um, I don't know Bobby something. I don't know anything about this white woman. Um, I know the last time I saw I saw or heard of her, she was interviewing Drake in a bed, mm. and uh, she was interviewing Drake from bed. Yeah, they yeah. were in they were in, in a her bed. bed. Yeah, they Warwick were style. in her bed. It was really weird. Really weird. <sighs> yeah. So, um. So she's so she was in this interview with Offset, and I don't know. She has this. I guess she has this weird approach, um, where she's kind of she's one of these like deadpan interviewers, kind of oh, like, like um, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, between two ferns, yeah. Between two ferns, yeah. kind of, I guess kind of like that. A little bit like that. A little bit like Funny Marco. Um, oh yeah, yeah I come to, but. Just kind of deadpan, don't really know shit about the person you're interviewing. Oh, my God. Yeah, between two friends. Yeah. Okay, is that what that is? Definitely look that up when this show is off, bro. <laughs> okay. This, you said this is Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, dog. Yeah. All right. Uh, shows what I know. Um, Isn't that his name? Yeah. Like the one he did with Brad Pitt and the one he did with Matthew McConaughey were gold. Oh, shit. Yeah. He had Obama on there, too. Yeah. I'll go with that. Okay. Um, but what happened in this little weird ass interview? It didn't go her way. I'll put it that way. It did. Um, Offset was really was really kind of uh, Offset. Yes, he was kind of giving her. He was giving her some energy she did not. Uh, she did not expect. I'm trying to get y'all a good sample sample of what's going on here because wow. That's why you research the people you're going to have on your show so that when you fuck up, you can kind of gauge where it's going to go when it goes left. Like, no one invites Marky Mark on and talks about when he was, you know, giving good vibrations and doesn't expect him to fuck up the crafts table. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And you can't, Maybe this you is can't ask him about that. Really? You can't ask Eminem about Mariah Carey. What? Um, I don't know why it's not... <laughs> Shit! For his interview with with Gail, you couldn't ask R. Kelly about them tapes. Like, yeah, and and they and that interview was why. <laughs> uh, that's still legendary. But I yeah, here, here we go. That's um, the question. I interview people. Why? Because I want to get to know them. Why do you want to get to know me? Um, I didn't. You did. Your team reached out to mine. Don't cap. Let's not cap about that. Let's not put. Let's not flex for the ground. Uh oh. CAP. <laughs> I ain't gonna play. Cap. Oh, no. <laughs> what? No, it's cap. Okay. I honestly don't know how this came about. I'm not gonna lie to you. Me either. It's, okay. My team could have reached out to yours. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to make you look bad. They had to show me who Bobby was. I thought they were talking about Bobby Boucher. Never heard of Austin. The water. Is this the one who got left off of Bad and Booze? I Googled you on the way here, and I read something about you. I had to go on TikTok. I couldn't even Google you. Thank you. I was on TikTok search. I couldn't Google you. Google's not there yet. You're not there yet. But you'll be there. But you're on TikTok. 
You do. What's your own TikTok? <laughs> right on that man. Right on that man. Oh, hit, 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 hit him with hit, that horn. Please hit him yeah. with that horn. Yeah, right on that. That man. wasn't even the worst. That I thought that was a different one. That wasn't even the worst one. Like, she, he really destroyed her. Good. Like, he destroyed her completely. Good. Fashion, you do. Oh, here we go. very defensively. No, I'm really fly, though. And it's like, you don't get it. Okay, okay. I was, I was trying to, to understand. You don't have to be so mean. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. It's just you don't get it. So I'm very passionate about the people that don't get it because they need to get it because they dress like you and then they be lost. Oh. <laughs> you know? Like, why would you go 2000s tank with the open button up? I don't claim to be into fashion. You do. Yeah, but see, the thing is, if that was the case, then you would have just came in here with a big-ass hoodie on and some... Sweatpants. You you really tried to you put that together. It's just not all the way together. Oh, but I can get it together though. Okay, what would you do differently? On your on your fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why he take this big ass breath? Because he stared at her and sat definitely up to say what he about put to say. A, um, little moisturizer down there. We <laughs> have. He's pointing at her. Ankles. I wouldn't go tan <laughs> with tank. With the tan shoe, just because that's the obvious. Oh. So it's a little hot outside, and you talked about heat, right? Like with my boots, you have on long jeans with a tank and then another long sleeve shirt. You try to roll up. Okay, stop, stop. The first thing he said was, I'd put some moisturizer down there and pointed at her ashy ankles. Y'all, this man took his time. Looked her over, and that deep breath you were commenting on, Fluent, is because he sat up, held his head, and then looked at her again. This he, is the he knew he was gonna eat her for breakfast. This is the worst one. This is the worst one. This is only thing you put it is. Man. Oh, you need a little bit of seasoning. Oh, no. You ain't got no seasoning, man. You like a plain piece of chicken. Just on the thing, you pull it off, and then you serve the dish. You need some motherfucking seasoning, man. Damn, I'm trying to get you to play. You lost in the sauce. You ain't shaking my hand. We finna get you to, to 25 million. You know what I'm saying? Just a little sprinkle Have a great day off that. Just a little seasoning. All right. You can, you can leave now. This is my hotel. I pay for this motherfucker. You can leave now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But I don't even want you to leave because I'm not rude like that. I fuck with you. All right, Listen. thank you. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry that we're talking and laughing so hard over that. The funny thing is, I think I know who this person is now. Oh my god! You, you can't appreciate the sound of her team laughing at her in the background. Every other word out this man's mouth. <laughs> Imagine so, being her and having your team laugh at you because you're making these mistakes live in action. So, yeah, but have you seen her other interviews? No. Here's the problem. They're, they're all that bad. And, 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 and there are people going, oh, well, she's supposed to be, well, she's supposed to be bad on purpose. Here's, here, let's unpack that real quick. The whole supposed to be bad on purpose thing, I could not get away with doing an interview like that. Damian Randall could not get away with doing an interview like that. Craig Lindsay 
could not get away with doing what this white what this white woman is doing. We have to unpack the people that the we we have to at some point unpack the people that are allowed to be mediocre. And 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 not only allowed to be mediocre, show mediocre off as a brand. Like that's her brand. And I've seen people and and I don't have a problem with the deadpan thing cuz but I've seen people do it better. It was a chick on um uh what's the Jerry Seinfeld joint? Um Comics, cars and comedians and cars. Yeah. Yeah. It was an episode where it was some kind of like YouTube sensation person. By the way, the other thing about this <clears throat> the people who do this what she's doing and try to and really try to roll this into a lot you don't see them long term so i would be surprised if i saw her because the person i'm talking about in the jerry seinfeld joint i haven't seen her since and she did basically she did basically the same thing to jerry seinfeld and it was funny it was funny. She put out, you know, she she made the rounds a little bit. I think she put out a book at some point, a little comedy book. But there's not a lot of longevity in that. And I refuse to believe what I've heard so far about this person. That oh, how did you oh, how did you get that interview? And they're like, oh, well, she just kind of regular old called. She just kind of regular old DM so-and-so on social media. I refuse to believe the offset just, sure, why not answer that call? And, well, go ahead. I was going to say, no, that's not what happened. And the, the part in this equation you're missing is the person he fired when they got back to his world. <laughs> <laughs> Research that. The moment he got out of his limo, he was shy AT member. I promise you. Like, What? And now, and Drake did that. Drake did that because Drake is a troll, and Drake does that because he knew he was going to get the black, the black people stirred up. Because why aren't you giving the black, the top black people any of those interviews? And I, let me just say on a side note, that should tell you everything you need to know that Drake would have rather talked to that little white girl in her bed. Uh, then give Charlemagne ammo because Charlemagne is already trying to convince people that him and Drake got together um, to make up this little beef they have whenever he's about to drop an album. And that, and that in itself shows you why when they say, well, well, why can't we get those interviews first? They would rather talk to this white girl in her bed on her couch that don't know shit about shit then serve themselves up to and I'm just going to say it the top the top people in hip hop media right now are fucking trolls they are fucking trolls that make more of a name off of who they can beef with and who they can and what they can say to make to make it into the shade room and their beefs with other podcasters than the material. And the, I, I keep saying this. The only nigga I know who doesn't do this is Sway. Shout out to Sway. Shout out to Sway. minds his fucking business, does his job, and goes home and is and is quiet. And I still check you niggas if you're disrespectful. 
Show will. I'll never forget. He. I'll never forget the end of the Kanye interview. That nigga was like, "Come on, bro. Hey, fam. Come on, bro. Relax, dog. We don't need that energy here, bro. I'm here to do a job. You here to answer questions? Okay, you know, we after, good. After Kanye calmed down, I was like, "Hey, man, don't ever raise your raise your fucking <laughs> voice to me again. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Like a man, <laughs> like a fucking G. Uh, um, yeah. that's why. I, it, it, but yeah, that that's crazy. It's so good on Offset shutting that bitch down. Real talk, and 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 and, and I, I won't say it was a classy way, but God, Leah was hilarious. Didn't have to be ignorant. wasn't a whole bunch of profanity. I'm gonna just <sighs> lean into these jokes. I'm gonna be charming. I'm gonna be charismatic. I'm gonna be funny, and it's gonna be a cap. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, wait. What is cap? Uh, oh, you. This. You. The you. Bitch. <laughs> uh, oh. What? <laughs> I don't um, even know if I'd have been that quick in that moment. Who else do I have on white people must be stopped? Um, it's a lot of them. So uh, it it yeah, let's see how much time and we're making. Okay, no, that's fine. Real talk. So there are some there are some stories in terms of police brutality, in terms of um, wrongful arrest that I have that I have looked over on purpose. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all, and yes, the, and, and yes, I do, I do want to make sure we're touching on the political shit, and that's usually what I save white people must be stopped for. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. In terms of police brutality, that's what a lot of stories be, and wrongful arrest, and just basically the police doing what they want to do. I don't know what else to say. And I mean that in that in that this shit hurts me. And I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else we can possibly say that we haven't said that it feels like that that we haven't said a million times already about law enforcement doing what the fuck they want to do. And what and and, I, and it's kind of me reaching out to the listeners that maybe y'all know something I don't in terms of solutions. I don't know what else to say, and I don't know what else to do. That's just where I am with it, and I just want—I wanted to address that uh, real quick because everything, because I think everything we else we have today is goofy. Yes and no. Some well, some of it's not. Some of it is someone asking for our votes, but it's just not well organized. What? you might be able to trust and what is well organized is well organized by people we don't trust. Right. And that's kind of the problem. And people are so frustrated that when shit pops off, the only thing they do know to do is to fuck shit up, which is unfortunate, which is terrible. So until we have someone who is eloquent enough to speak for, the general behalf or on the general behalf, or we have someone who is genuine in the messaging that they're delivering on the general behalf. It's going to keep being real murky, bro. These are solvable things. These are solvable problems, but I vote senior round tree. I, I honestly, 
so like my mom listens to this show. God love her, and I don't know why, but like I'm um, still trying to figure that out. Actually, no, like, and she's like a devout listener, bro. Like every Monday, Tuesday, she's got this shit on, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like for real. <laughs> She'll Hi, ask me about some shit I sell on the show. Seriously, love you, mom. Oh, but like one day she was like, "You're always so patient when you're talking on the show." It's like you're saving up for what you want to say. Even that in my influence, no. Because the stuff, like, I couldn't sit next to fucking Charles Xavier on some of the, the issues that come up and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come up with a solution patiently. No, I'd flip him on his fucking chair. Like, are you serious? So. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I just. We need it. We need a We need a new Martin. Yeah, or or uh, or at least a more stable Malcolm. And the people that are stepping up to step into that role are not it. Yeah, they should they should sit down. They, um, they need to go really. back to the McDonald's kitchens they came from. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah. need to sit down and be quiet. Um, uh, I did have some some other white people. Um, Ooh, maybe Stephen A. Nah, I'm we sick can of, trust him. I'm sick of him. We can trust what he says. He can't trust what he says. <laughs> um, Martin Scorsese. I wanted to address this. Real, I wanted to address this real quick. Um, he out here saying the same shit he'd been saying. Fam. Okay, so they did a they. Uh, he did a he did an interview with and I'd forgotten the I, I've forgotten the platform at this point. It almost doesn't matter. And he did speak on other things. He did speak on mortality and you know the possibility. Uh, you know when or if he's going to retire before before he dies. Um, I think he says he's got probably two more movies in him. Um, and here's but he the thing that everybody's gonna focus on, and there's a reason everybody's gonna focus on it because it's a part of popular. It's a part. It's the a part of popular culture. And two, I don't need Martin Scorsese to tell me life is short. Um, fam, the superhero thing. I want. And I almost owe him an apology because it's not completely him. It's the people. It's the people that ride his nuts. That take that take what he says and runs with it and runs into this this weird box of snobbery. And I, I and I'm so sick of the snobs. I I have no patience. The critics are one thing. Shout out to Craig Lindsay. Shout out to Craig Lindsay. I have patience for the critics. I have no patience for the snobs. And the snobs are the ones that really take this and run with it. Um, because let me tell you something. I don't dislike Martin Scorsese's movies. They definitely fit in a box. The, the lion's share of the ones we know in kind of modern day culture. They definitely fit in a box. You have Goodfellas. You have Goodfellas for stockbrokers. Um, you, you have <laughs> what? What? <laughs> goodfellas for stockbrokers. The Wolf of Wall Street is absolutely Goodfellas for stockbrokers. Right down to the narration. Didn't he do Fan Loathing in Las Vegas? No. Did he? I thought he did. I'm. I. No. Yeah. I don't think kids. I don't think Richie did that one. That's not a guy Richie. I have to go back. No, no, guy Richie did not do Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's the Scorsese one too, then, bro. Oh, huh. 
And I guess my thing is, and the reason that I don't that I that I have such kind of vitriol for the things he says about kind of more pop, more mainstream pop culture movies like superhero movies, like the franchises, is that you are an infinitely successful, infinitely rich, infinitely influential white man who can make whatever fucking movie you feel like. Instead of complaining about the movies that are out, shut the fuck up. And make the movies you want to see out there. And by the way, this is supported by the fact that the last time he was whining about the Marvel movies. and, And how, oh, well, it's keeping other people from making X, Y, and Z movie. He then went on to make whatever movie he wanted, The Irishman, dropped it on Netflix, and got a bunch of Academy Award nominations for it. What's the problem? What's the problem? The table is not big enough for them to sit here. No, the the problem is is that he's not the center of attention. This and this is yeah. always my problem with white men. I was gonna say because uh, what Barbie did over a billion dollars now, most successful movie. Barbie has done. Year? Barbie has done a billion. I think Oppenheimer might do a billion. It's right for there. Reasons unknown. Because you niggas are weird. I will say it again. Y'all are weird for Oppenheimer, dog. That ten-minute sexy. I've I've heard it's dry. She did you say she cried? It's dry. Oh, it's dry. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be. It's like nuclear and Watchmen. I mean, they literally got the premier dry white actors to do it. They're good. I like Florence and I like uh, Killian Murphy, but they're on that dry side. Oh, first I looked it up. Terry Gillen. Terry, Terry Gilliam, thank Sorry. you. Okay, that makes sense. So my thing is, and then this whole thing of oh well, it's keeping well, it's 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 keeping a squash on creativity, and people aren't people aren't. That's a bunch of bullshit. I just watched some shit on Netflix where Adam Driver was where Adam Driver was fighting dinosaurs with a laser gun. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Such a weird movie. Too. Adam Driver and his black daughter. She was biracial. In 2 million BC or whatever, fighting dinosaurs with a laser gun. They can make whatever fucking movie they want. They made a movie about Jennifer Lawrence uh, being a being an Uber driver, getting paid to getting paid to fuck a high school senior to get her car back. They can make whatever <laughs> movie they fucking want to. I still haven't seen that movie. There's no reason to see that. I just I'm I feel, not and I'm not watching it. There's I no feel reason like that's to see a, that. That's a movie I should see when I'm like really hammered and depressed. There's is, no reason. That's how that. I feel. Like, I mean, first of all, it, I just this whole Disney and Marvel are just are just uh, have a monopoly on the creative landscape. I it's bullshit. I do think it's bullshit. It's bullshit. You see some of the movies out here. Bro, the creator dog. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I want to see that so fucking yeah. bad. That looks hard as fuck. Yeah. And I guarantee you, it costs it, it cost a fucking mint to make. I mean, 
here's the thing though. Even if even if that's what you wanted to say, right? Even if that's how you really felt, I dare you to watch Avengers Endgame and not tell me that's an exposition on grief, the stages of grief, correct? Overcoming grief, and essentially, cinema is supposed to teach you something, unpack something for you, or bring you to catharsis. <laughs> if the movie does that, fuck off. Like, lick my bean, like, old Captain man. America failed and then went on to run like a crisis hotline. Dog. Chill out. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <clears throat> and, my, uh, and, and, the other, and the other thing is, I, I have so little compassion for Martin Scorsese because he can do any of these things he wants to. And I guarantee you, even though the creator looks good and the creator has made the rounds very good, I guarantee you that if this was something that John David Washington proposed to the, to the suits in Hollywood, they would have told him to fuck off because you get it because Martin's people like Martin Scorsese get infinite chances to succeed or fail in Hollywood with complete and utter impunity. Michael Bay still has a job. Right, man, did you? Okay, have you tried to rewatch the first Transformers movie since it dropped? Yes, I. I that's the one I actually enjoy with impunity. Really? That's the only one I enjoy. Uh, I actually I've realized since trying to rewatch it here in the last two weeks that I don't enjoy any of them, okay. Because I get taken out of my suspension of disbelief so easily watching any of them. Sure. And you're talking to a nigga that that loves cartoons. Sure. I I get I, it. I cannot hang with Michael Bay, man. Like there are people in Hollywood that still have Brett Ratner still has a fucking job. There are people Brian that Singer. are like the Brian Singer. There are people that are like. Like it, like I'm. I'm always weirded out by how Mike Brown in basketball still has a job. There are people that still are working that should not be. Sam Worthington is one of the worst white boy actors I have ever seen in my fucking life, and he is allowed to succeed and fail. He's going to get six more Avatar movies. He's not going to be in all of them. Man on a Ledge was a great movie. It was a great movie. It was a great heist movie. You you sit there and be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Sam. He's supposed to die in the next one. I doubt it. If it if it no, makes because the whole thing is it's supposed to go to his kids as the kids taking over as the main whatever. Character. If it makes enough, if it makes enough money, that ain't happening. No, it's already written. Oh, it's got the Dune thing. Yeah, going and on. then the what's yeah, and so then like the 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 dude who is like the Marine Colonel or whatever, Grievous, Grievous. Yeah, he he keeps coming back in each movie, and like Crazy. every time he comes, bro, back, they about to bring back Tony Stark. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Here's um, my problem though. I would actually love to see Scorsese do a Nova movie. No, I don't want to see. I don't want. What? I, I, no, fuck out of here. I man. like Scorsese and I like what he does, but I think I don't. I don't want to see what he does in my Marvel. I don't. I, I would totally love it. I I, I, wish, I just I again, wish more decorated directors like that would just get weird in the genre. Again, I I I just want to pin that with there are just people doing a lot more with a lot less. That aren't whining. I wish I would come into this, I would come into Fluence House every fucking week and whine about what Joe Budden's doing. I mean, and I have opinions about what the mainstream people do. I do, but 
me saying that Joe Budden is just ruining it, ruining it, just fucking it up for everybody. No, I'm just going to get in here, shut the fuck up and, and be true to my audience and do my fucking job. Also 200 episodes in, so. Well, that's, I don't say there's that too. I'm, there's no reason to stop now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Joe? You know, I, you know, I, I don't know. Just because, just because Joe Button is is doing big numbers, and just because Charlemagne is doing big numbers, or whoever is doing numbers, and we are essentially, let's be real, a dog and pony show. <laughs> compared to that, come here, dog. It, it, oh, he's the dog. The, the dog is good. The dog is good. <laughs> he's knocked the fuck out. I will say, a lot of excitement. <laughs> a lot of excitement. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nobody on the audience saw. That was an inside joke for us. These are some weird niggas, man. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's hard for me to have compassion for him. And we have, and he says, like we have to fight against the, the the franchises and the and the superheroes, and you don't, you're not the resistance. This don't have to fight against shit. I would say. White people do a great job of convincing themselves that they are the resistance against some shit they just don't like. It's just some shit you shut the fuck up, move on, and do right by your audience by giving them something they want to see. Meanwhile, we will enjoy the thing that we have been given that we want to see. This is my problem with the snobs. Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. I wasn't fucking with you about uh, about your noir gangster movie. Quit fucking with me about fucking Captain America. What's wrong with you? Because it's not like your genre has a monopoly on good storytelling. And it's not like anybody's trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. You are not you are not the you are not the underdog. You're not. White people love trying to convince somebody that they're the fucking team from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> And even they were, and even they were really the goat. They were just the goat without Booby Miles. <laughs> That's all shit. All them people went on to go to good colleges and get good jobs. Nobody's worried about them. Even Booby Miles went to a junior college. So whatever. Uh, last, lastly, Bill Maher. This is the longest white people must be stopped it, but there was a lot of white people need to be stopped. Bill Maher, the writer's strike is over, and the talk shows are going back to work. John Oliver coming on back tonight, baby. Hit him with the fucking air horns. Can't wait to hear what he's going to talk about. Buddy, he's missed so much. John Oliver is about to act a fucking fool. They need to go ahead and just give him an hour this week. They, he's earned it. Give him an hour. Between, I'm looking forward to Colbert myself. I was about to say, I'm so also looking forward to Colbert. Colbert I, now, now I don't have to watch the news anymore. I can actually just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really watch Colbert for the news in an entertaining fashion, right? Oh, is that what happened today? Bet. Sherry Shepard's back. Shout out to her. Um, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers back. Oh, Amber man. Ruffin. Uh, I think they canceled that show. What? I think they canceled the Amber Ruffin show. My mom is gonna be so sad. I I don't know that for sure. I, I, let's look that up. But I I I think I heard that Take Amber Ruffin was not appreciated. 
It was definitely underrated then. That show was hilarious. not appreciated at all. So it was hilarious. Um, but Bill Maher was he's not first up, but he yeah he's first up making the rounds. He so he's back, and this is in, I was interested to first see. First up, it. he was he was trying to scab, wasn't he? Yeah, sure I was, on? and this is why I was interested was because he was hell bent on coming back with or without the writers. Yeah, huh? And uh, he was oh he was talking cash shit against the writer strike. And so Bill Maher's back. Uh, I was interested to hear what he was going to say, how he was going to address those things. He didn't. He just said, we're back, and thanks to everybody that helped us get back, whatever. And the writers don't care because they're, they're getting paid what they want, and they're back to work. Yeah. So, you know, fuck, so fuck him. He can say what he wants. But the first thing this man did the first three things, I put this on social media, the first three things this motherfucker did coming back. He had a softball bitch interview with Ron with Ron DeSantis where he cracked some jokes and he made a few points, but he didn't really hold Ron DeSantis accountable. He then went on to say that um, Racism in, in America isn't as bad as black people are making it out to be because we're not living in the 1960s. Because hmm. we're, we're living in the, right, in, the, in the 1960s and some corporation uh, hired a black CEO. Um, and then told, everybody, told, told people to fuck off in the, in the, in the criticism of their, the panel only being white people discussing racism he said fuck off white people can talk and then went on to say that sexism in america and the patriarchy isn't really a thing because barbie didn't get it exactly right like he he used some criticism of that there was a scene in barbie where they went to go Talk to the execs at Mattel. And Will Ferrell is very Will Ferrell in that moment. Yes. Will Ferrell's in this shit? Yeah, yeah. he's the exec. Oh, it's, shit. It's a really weird-ass movie, bro. Oh, okay. John Cena, too. What? Yeah. He has to be in the movie. Yeah, like the, the Kins are, are ridiculous. All right. I'll, okay. Um, And that the execs at Mattel were all men. Yeah. And in real life, the execs at Mattel are not all men. And he took that, he calls these things, racism and patriarchy, a zombie lie. So he didn't understand the metaphor? No. No. Or he didn't understand that Barbie is not a fucking documentary. Um, he calls these things a zombie lie. In that a zombie lie is something that maybe was true once, but has long not been true and been held over people's heads for years. Zombie lies exist. Racism and patriarchy are not those. And this only reconfirms what I have been saying for years. Bill Maher has become what it is he pretends to hate. He has always marketed himself as this maverick, keeping the liberals, keeping the liberals honest kind of kind of vibe 
That's not what he's doing here. No. I, and then and then the one thing that got him dragged on social media was that he said Joe Biden should step should drop out of the race now and let some younger person and let some younger person in so that Donald Trump will be the old out of touch guy. Also stupid. Also, we don't have anybody strong enough to go up against Trump right now, other than Biden. I I disagree. We don't have any. We don't have anybody. The only the the last person they were really grooming to be a force against Trump was Beto O'Rourke, and that didn't work out because he's a loser. He's like a he's and he's like a two time loser now. Yeah. If you can't beat Ted Cruz, you can't beat Donald Trump. So him just making he is. It's almost like Joe Scarborough used to be the former Republican that was on MSNBC under the guise of keeping them all honest. But it's the reverse. Oh, yeah. You're talking about morning Bill, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a fucking lunatic Joe Scarborough was, man. And Bro, then you have Bill Maher who for a long time was a liberal who has gotten old and angry since Trump won and is now and has now defected to the other side, but nobody will admit it because, Oh, he stays. Oh, he makes good jokes about Trump. Uh, that's the, that's a, that's low hanging fruit. Fuck Bill Maher. I say that to say, fuck Bill Maher forever. I'm down with that. I think that interracial marriage is going to his head. And that's the other thing, man. Like, you're telling the people, and these are people, and these are people, women that you fuck. Like, what is that conversation like before they go to sleep at night? That's got to be crazy. Like, oh, you know, she has to talk about some of that shit before they go to sleep. She probably agree with that shit. She probably there. Are, there are black people that agree with this shit. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't associate with those people, but yes, there are black people that agree with this bullshit. Fuck Bill Maher. Fuck Bill Maher forever. I got y'all. You're a fucking weirdo. And you're in that's the you've aged out of the kind of thing you're trying to market yourself as. You're not fooling anybody. So fuck you. Honestly, fuck him. He is exactly the white liberal we don't need. That's really all I have this week. Um, uh, uh, send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself, Euphonic, um, the Fluent One, even D. Randall, any of uh, anyone you hear on this podcast. Please send all that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, find me on social media. I will talk to you. I will talk to you and respond, and I will probably put your shit on the show if you want me to. Um, also go to opinionswhileblack.com, check out how to listen to us. Um, oh, things check out, um, how to buy merch, um, and how to become a patron. Join us on Patreon (laughs) bonus content, exclusive merch, um, uh, other things, um, all that. And, um, of course, uh, public recognition will We'll recognize you on air. If I see you in the street, I'll give you a hug. We'll be back with uh, listener letters in the top three. 
This is Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Please pour up. It is. We are back. We are black. Call me Crocodile Dundee, man. We are opinionated. And God damn it. We are having a good time. And hydrating. Hydrating. Uh, We are hydrating. And licorice. Uh, I don't know what that was. You niggas are liquoring. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, Watching some balls hang. Uh, Sir. What? The dog walked by. Please relax. <laughs> I beg of you. The dog walked by. I know. I know. They know what dog is it is. It's not like one of you niggas walking around with your balls out. That's weird. <laughs> God, what is wrong with you? Uh, He's a big boy. Hydrating. <laughs> big. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Dude, is, <laughs> hey, man, that's this, you starting the show, not ready to go. <laughs> this, is, this is why y'all. This is why y'all can't be left unsupervised. Okay. I see it now. That, that's my responsibility. <laughs> it's time for listener letters. Why, how did I get included in this, y'all? I'm Can, a great unsupervised person. You encourage this nigga. That's why. I don't do that. Dorothy Nancy Good job. is a Funny. saint, man. Um, do you feel that... Uh, oh, Karen Caldwell wants to know, do you feel uh, that you have to like children to be in spaces dominated by them, uh, i.e. like education? Uh, while I feel it's nice to like them, Ultimately, you are an expert in your field, and people are paying you for your expertise, not your feelings and opinions. Or that's what I'm always told as a professional. Uh, I disagree. Wholeheartedly. Good, what? Te- good teachers, good te- the best teachers I ever had growing up were kind people that liked me. Like, there were kind people that were that liked me and were invested in my well-being. They were a part of my community. They knew my dad. They liked me. They knew my dad. They liked my family. They came over They came over for dinner. Okay, maybe the best, but you don't have to be. You don't have to like the kids to work with kids. You don't have to. Uh, no, you don't have to. In no. the job description, you, no, you're misunderstanding. I think you're misunderstanding what, what what's being, being asked. What's yeah. really being talked about here. Does it? Do they ask you in the in the fucking interview? Oh, are you good with kids? Are you are, are you good with kids? Do you like kids? No. Okay, you don't got you don't get the job. That's not happening. But yes, it, it, if if you, you don't have to be, but to flourish in those spaces, yes, you you probably Absolutely have. Do. That's why I don't work. That's why I've avoided education. We've had that discussion. Case in point, you work with computers pretty often, right? Uh, yes. Every other day, I assume. Every day. Okay. Imagine going to work and then the computer that you know is supposed to do what it's supposed to do when you press on decides to print out a fuck off sheet of paper when you turn it on. I've worked with children before. All right. Sure. I don't like them. I, that's why. But, the, but I'm good at it. To the point of that question, though, that's why you're not still in that field. Well, I'm, no, Correct. it wasn't my preferred field. I prefer okay, computers. Then. But I'm saying it didn't prevent me from being successful in the field. I, Let me put it this way. Ariel's good at what, at what she does, 
because she likes those kids. I'll put he's like this. good at what he does because he likes those kids, and he's invested. In, and he's invested in building them up to be to be prepared in a positive way to not only just be prepared to survive the future, but to make a difference in that future. Those are things that occurs to somebody that likes kids and wants them to be prepared. But I can have those same feelings. I just don't have to like you. But you can okay so, okay so like to hey, the point but to the point but there's a different are, kind but right but there's a different kind of care I that just, comes I, I in can agree, I can agree with that well so, yeah but I don't schools, mean that, that that's what we're talking but about. I don't think that that's the prerequisite for being successful in the field dealing with kids <sighs> so mm. when you start talking about elementary middle and high school specifically like you want to talk about college and, and better secondary schools all right cool go for it but elementary through high school what they're starting to to really realize is that more restorative practices, that more relational aspect of education is very critical to help students nowadays acclimate to their learning. So you can be a wonderful content master. You can be a wonderful communicator. But if you suck at relationship building, you're you're still not going to meet half, if half, of your the kids in your class. The people that flourished, that flourished as, as educators – for me growing up in my community, they liked kids and you knew they liked kids because you could have you could have the conversations with the parents about those kids at any moment. If my dad ran into if my dad ran into one of my teachers at the grocery store, you coming up. My name is coming up. It's not uh it's not uh I don't give a fuck about these kids. I get off at five. No, you can have those conversations at the grocery store, at the barber shop. You can have those conversations on the street. That's what it sounds like. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that if you don't do those things, you can't do your job, but there's just a different level of care that goes in, and people that advance you see that. Ariel gets to do all the events with those kids and all the things that she arranges for those kids because the because the administrators and the people above her know that she loves those that she loves those kids and those kids feel that love and respond to it positively and so they say and so when something comes up they say hey you want to do the car wash with these kids hey you want to do inside out day with these kids at the dance and she goes sure Actually, I'm when you still... when when somebody that doesn't like kids, well, well, it, I guess it's what the paycheck requires. They see that shit. They know. I'm actually still talking about outside of all of that. Like all of that's great. I, last year, I was out for a run, minding my own business on the weekend. Y'all know how I am on the weekend, all right? <laughs> yes. And legit, the last block of my run, one of my advisees was with me. Because they were in the area. So you don't get to not like. You ever just tried to walk next to someone you don't like? You're not going to make a block with them. And you're not being paid for that. Like that's basically volunteerism. You do have to. You do have to want to invite that that energy exchange. And that's why. I, and, and that's why I don't. It, it, we had that talk off air a long time. <laughs> a while ago. That I know me. And I'm not, and I'm not the guy those kids need, just because of my attitude. This man here, but is you Hillary believe in community well, yeah, development. Period. I do. However, 
which this which nigga supersede. However, supersedes. however, you have the content, uh, uh, you have the discipline. However, you have the not take shitness. However, like it you, will work. However, you have to know yourself. With me, and and my father, Coach Longworth, Coach Duck. Oh no, 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 no! These kids. I no, it'd be Suge Knight hanging these hanging vanilla ice out the out the, off the ledge. Uh, you know, maybe for real, for that's real. What they need no, it's not what they need. How do you not know? in twenty twenty three? No, that ain't it. <laughs> We've evolved past that. <laughs> I told you, it's two different things. You trying to have this man out here like Bobby Knight? <laughs> I am. He is Hill. This nigga here, you find it. Is Hillary Swank and Freedom Riders? Oh no, no, no! I, me, and Treat Williams in the substitute. <laughs> oh man, it, it wouldn't go well. Not even Treat Williams, Tom Berenger, the nigga before him. That was the tough motherfucker with the with the knife, with the knife just in the middle of, in, in the middle of in the middle of the classroom. That's me. They don't need that right now. They get enough of that from the world. I know I'm not equipped. I know I'm not equipped for what they need for the world. I came up in a different generation. It when sounds they gave like you're you what equipped. you fucking need. What you fucking needed. It sounds like you're equipped. It it sounds like one of those kids would end up dead. I don't know. Oz. I think that your feelings would shift when your paycheck hits. Nah, my feelings didn't shift when the last <laughs> paycheck hit. Nah. That's why I am where I am now. What the fuck are we talking about? Let me tell you something. It's a lot of McDonald's kitchen staff in education right now. We, we, we waiting for them to go back to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but he's not McDonald's kitchen staff. No, he's telling you he is. And you should believe him. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. They get overtime. They get holiday pay, like, for almost everything. These kids don't. Food. Yeah. These kids don't need a teacher that came from customer service. They don't. They don't. We see the world differently, and we have less tolerance for the bullshit. We do. This nigga been in education all his fucking life. Every now and then, this nigga was in was in retail and sales. This nigga, that nigga, been in education all his life. Stop. I you have been in discredit the dead, the decade I did no, in retail. And not only that, Thank that's you. your pedigree. You come you come from an educator. Yeah. You watched her do the work. All your life. Yeah, okay. Right. I'm just saying, it's different. But, yeah, uh, hopefully that answered Karen's question. Uh, thank you very much for that. Thank you, Karen. That was very awesome of you. Um, engagement. Engagement. I like it. Um, uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is where you want to be. Uh, you can also go on the website. You can find me on social media, all that. I never took you for a fly, a fry flipper. Fluent the fry flipper. It's time for the top let, three STS. Let me show you this this signed book from a former student who's now a PhD in teaching about how I influenced his education. Who are the three people in America <laughs> that need to shut the fuck shut up? Shut the fuck up! Number three. <laughs> I'm not letting this, no, I'm not letting this continue. I'm not letting that continue. Number three is Brittany Renner. Mostly, okay, so everybody, so everybody's all in an uproar because she was on Shan Sharp's podcast and 
admitted that she had she had thirty six bodies, thirty five bodies on yeah, her on her on her shit. Oh Shannon, oh Shannon was mad dramatic about. It. He had to take a, he had to take a he had to take two shots. Really? Oh, he had to take two shots of Henny and all that shit. I'm not really. I don't. I'm not really concerned with how many bodies she has, and bodies. all the comparisons to. Oh well, Shannon Sharp was. Well, Shannon Sharp, of course, he was a football player, so he's probably had more than that. I'm not even concerned with that because the context is different. He was getting. He was getting all that as a result of the of the vocation and the lifestyle. Brittany Renner, a lot of that, by her account, was her breaking into the lifestyle. Was here to trying to break into and benefit from their lifestyle. Even then, that's still a small number, and that's not a lot. That's not a lot. She's she is thirty five. She's thirty five, and she has thirty five bodies. Whatever, whatever, and, and for that lifestyle, that's not a lot. I guess. I guess in my and you're right, right. Like first of all, it's nobody's business. Also, nobody's business. Let she volunteered it, so yeah, I, yeah, let me let me start there, right? Like it doesn't matter. You do we're only you talking about it because she volunteered it. Okay, and even then, I don't care, and that's not even why she has to shut the fuck up. There okay, so we, where are we getting to? But yeah, so I was I gonna, I was, I was gonna say, like, so I guess in my mind, I was thinking about how many seasons she's gone through, and if those thirty-five just came exclusively out of those seasons, that's kind of copious. Still, I mean. When you compare it to dudes that are doing it, still the same thing, you know, it's copious when they do it. And not even getting the benefit for it. Yeah. I'm honestly, all of that, and all of that is fine, and all that is up for discussion, and some of it may be up for discussion on Patreon at some point or another. I'm just tired of her having a platform. Why? Is that all she talks about? That's, it, yes. Not, no. No. Yes, it's, it's all she, it's all. That's she, all you hear about. There's all a she, difference. No. There's a she, difference. Mm. She doesn't have anything to say about anything of relevance but herself. That's it. And who gives a fuck? She literally promotes like fitness and her own brands. The she other don't stuff, pro- she like, don't she don't promote them on these platforms. Yes, she do. Are you fucking serious? She was throwing water. She was throwing water at PAs and trying to get Charleston and trying to suck Charleston White's dick. What are we talking about? I'm talking about what's on her page. Who gives a fuck about that? Nobody's going to her That's page. That's literally her platform. Nobody's She go- got millions of people following her on her platform. She's not, but nobody's going to these podcasts to hear about fitness. And she knows that because she's not stupid. Okay, I'll agree what? with you on that. She's so is it the podcaster's in- fault? Yes. Okay. We're talking like these are people like Charleston White and Shannon Sharp. Yes, it's their fault. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You I'm fuck. just tired of her having a platform. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the bullshit. I am. Last week, last week she was having a meltdown, throwing water at production assistants, uh, trying to that. trying to give Charleston White a lap dance, telling telling the host to go fuck themselves and suck a dick for no fucking reason, fam. And and then she turns I around. Look, don't look at me. I can't defend that shit. <laughs> Brittany Renner is. I just don't see the merit in her platform. I don't. I don't see the merit in her platform. Just like I didn't see the merit in Corinne Stephens' platform. And I think it needs to stop. Titties. Just. Get the fuck up. Titties ain't big enough for that.
I don't give a fuck that she hangs out with Tiana Trump because I don't like her either. No titties. I'm just, uh, number two, Larry Elder is back. Larry Elder is running for president. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't let him on the debate. Larry Elder is back. Larry Elder is running for president under the, um, uh, on the GOP ticket. No, he's not. There he is. Yeah, you heard it. Um, he's been making the rounds, most notably on Van Lathan's podcast. God bless Van Lathan. That man's a saint. That man has the patience and bandwidth and the range to talk to anybody, anyone. And people that just, in my opinion, sometimes do not deserve the platform that he offers them. Um. Well, he was on Higher Learning with Van and uh, Rachel Lindsay. And just to give you an idea of what that sounded like. I'm uh, ready. No, you're not. No. No. No one is. It's because they make him jump through hoops to make him sound more normal. Oh, why is the Bluetooth not working? I don't know. That's not good. Do it again. I will. Do it. No, that's, I don't know why. I don't know what just happened, actually. Um, the, the technical difficulties right on air. You love it. It's just You love it. It's just the hoops that he has to jump through. Like, if he didn't have to jump through so many to make them sound normal, it would be okay. But if I have to, like... Hold your hand. Fatherlessness. What have you done to combat fatherlessness in the black community? Okay, so you're accepting that we have an issue with fatherlessness in the black community. You're accepting that, I assume. I, I'm not. Know. You said that. I didn't think so. So, so you're you're not accepting it, and you're asking me, what am I doing about something? Well, no, no, you're you're my Larry, is, the my, my question is clear as day. <laughs> is that do you have you not done anything to combat fatherlessness? You are you are, you, you, you just now acknowledged in your opinion that what I just now said wow. isn't even a problem. Larry, please answer. What have you done to combat fatherlessness? I'm waiting for Rachel to answer my question. Then I'll respond. I've already answered that question. So, so you want me to respond to a problem? To no, answer no, Larry, what it's your campaign, Larry. Larry, this is your campaign. Your campaign is about fatherlessness. I'm giving you the floor to talk about how you have combat fatherlessness because you say it is such an issue in this country and you don't want to answer the question. I'm happy to answer the question, provided that you acknowledge that there is a problem. Uh, Larry, get the fuck out of here. You're talking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man was trying to help him out. He was trying to help him out the whole way. Um, we God. he can't be in front of nobody else. Man. This is what I mean about 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 black people. Black people needing leaders. We have serious problems, and we need serious people to solve them. And Larry Elder is not one. He is not one. He is not. He is the most unserious human being I've heard of in well days. Um, Fucking Dave Chappelle caricature. What the fuck, man? He got to shut the fuck up. He. I, shut the fuck up. I. I. That doesn't even need to be unpacked. 
If I see him on the on the campaign tour with a piece of yellow cake, I'm done, son. They've been doing everything they can to keep him off of keep him out of the debates, and I'm glad for it. Um, Does he even have the the capacity? No, the numbers to qualify for a debate. I think that was what was in question. Like you have to at least have one percent of the national yeah. poll to be on a debate. I think that was the problem. And you could always take the the um, Vivek uh, approach and just pay people to say this. <laughs> I think that's the part where I wouldn't be surprised if he actually had the one percent. I I think that he has the capital to do that at the very least. Maybe, maybe I I. It, I don't find getting that one percent to be too hard, man. Ah, uh, you're right. Because uh, mm, there are there have been over the past couple of few years, there are some people that have been higher. I mean, what, what Herschel Walker was up there, so you know, you you're right. It, 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 you never know. I mean, but that was Georgia. Yeah, but he still got Pusha T while he was on the campaign trail. Like, so no, he shouldn't have been that far along. Yeah, that that part. He really shouldn't have. He, um, yeah, he got to get the fuck out of here. Um, I, uh, number one, I'm going to try to find this. Damn, Trump was like every con man's you can do this to person. Mm-hmm. Like every day a con that man was wakes real up danger. and tells their con man offspring, hey man, he got this far in the game. The number one person who has to shut the fuck up is every is Ebony K. Williams. No. Now what happened now? What happened? <laughs> I didn't say shit. I did he what are you doing over there, exactly. man? Exactly. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Yeah, okay. So <sighs> Ebony K. Williams, I don't and I don't know why they keep platforming her either. Why are they moving like that? The lady if if you don't remember, she's the lady that says she wouldn't fuck a bus driver unless he owned the bus. Um, which is still one of the stupidest. Anyway, um, I'm just going to go right to what she said. Women, even the most educated, high-earning ones, they want to be married, and they do want to have children in a more conventional way than I have chosen. And that is why I am talking to those women in particular, and I am targeting this advice to women that are young enough to do something about it on the front end. No way and no how do I believe that black women's worth is dependent on being married or pushing out some man's big-headed baby. Of course, we have tremendous value in this world beyond our roles as wives and mother, and only somebody very ignorant to my full body of work or otherwise disingenuous would come to any other conclusion. Okay, so that was her response to people dragging her on Twitter for the stupid shit she said. This is what she said. The reality that needs to be said out loud is that as black men age, their desirability increases. Thus, their optionality of women is always expanding. And the exact opposite is true for black women. Mm -hmm. As we age, doesn't matter how much money we accumulate, our degrees or professional accolades. The reality is, is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. No matter how good we look, no matter how fit we are, men are still seeing primarily our presumed dwindling fertility as a knock against us. 
And speaking of fertility, that is another reason that I want younger black women to seek marriage and partnership in college or right after, if that's what they choose. Because the number of college-educated black men is so low when compared to black college-educated women that we're all going to be targeting the same small pool of men. Y'all, comment on that real quick, and then I will be right back, and then I will comment on that and tell her why she's so fucking stupid. Wait, you can't leave me unsupervised? I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pop quiz. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Take the floor, bro. No, no, you have to take the floor. I was I was unprepared. Oh, they're looking at porn. I was not. Um, I, I understand what she's trying to say, right? Like, I am for someone encouraging someone behind them to make better decisions, period. But we do have to presume that when you're doing that, it's because you yourself have made some shit calls. I personally do not fuck with anyone who speaks in such hyperbole so frequently and what they're saying. And when people start to play with their inflection, I automatically assume what you're saying is performative. You didn't like her. You didn't like her poet voice. Nah. <laughs> nah. Cause I felt like I heard that on a stage before. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like I know the poet I've heard it from. I actually was before. trying to, I was trying to look at the video to see if she was using her hands while she was talking, man. Like people that speak in hyperbole and use their hands, you just you gotta double take what they saying. I mean, that's like that Trumpism. He's he's the biggest most Yeah, but that's cause someone's got their hand up his butt. He's definitely like a real live puppet and we just don't see the evil motherfucker that's got their hand up his ass. I think it's him. He's got his own hand up his ass? That, yes, that's, that's how it works. That's crazy. But, uh, no, Oz is back, so we can actually get the, the proper takedown. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know if you heard what Euphonic said, though. What did he say? I, so, like... I, that it's performative. Yeah, that, that's, that's a big Who's takeaway. Per- she's she performative? Yeah, yes. super performative. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's like like your, your worst poet on a, on a big stage. Oh, shit. Saying their best poem, but it's still shitty. Mm-hmm. I even know who I thought of in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was the same person. Oh, we not getting into that on air. Um, here's my thing. I've got, I've gone to college. Euphonic has gone to college. Fluent has gone to college. I we have dated enough for the both of them. We have dated in college. We have fucked in college. I, I, uh, and let me tell you something. Good boy. We have seen relationships play out. Not ours, but we've seen other relationships play out. And knowing how those relationships played out, anybody who goes on a public platform on national television and tells you that it is a good idea to get married whilst in college and 21 is an act of idiocy. They are not a serious person. And they don't and they're not encouraging you to be a serious person. Do you know when you're ready do, to do, actually entertain relationships after you've paid rent? You know, here's the thing though. To 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 just throw the one thing in. Yes, it is stupid, but 
in the line of it being stupid and knowing that it's stupid. That's what my coworker would say. Just go ahead and get married before you're too young and dumb to know any better. No. No. That was their approach. No. No, they, what I'm saying is are they she still old, married? No, but yeah. But she older than us, right? Okay. Right? We are of the mindset and generation that actually takes input and analyzes it a I bit was, more. Yeah, I was just about to say You know that. what I'm saying? Like I think there there is this general thing that we lose in romanticizing the older generations and we think that they also took input and analyzed and it and did things for love the same way that we are trying to approach stuff. And that ain't just what happened. I like that. older people be like, hey nah that shit was that was, shit was crazy. That was dumb. I really shouldn't have done that. But I was too dumb to know any better. And it, we ended up making it work out. And we're not going to sit there and put ourselves through that same level of bullshit just to make it work out. I was just about to say, like... I, I, so, I, I agree. It's not the... I don't think it's the right advice anymore because we don't approach and have those same standards of, of what we put up with for ourselves. I guess I, you should just shut the fuck up, though. I could just take my sample size. Everyone I know, out of everyone I know that got married during those years in college... Or even not long after those years in college, even right after. All of them now, not all of them, most of them are divorced and unhappy. Hmm. I, my my sense is not that. Or are either divorced and, and happy to be free, or they're still married and they are miserable. My sample size is not that either, but... Even in those relationships where it's not, it's because there's a principal understanding around the work. Comments like those are devoid of that principal understanding. Yeah. Comments like those are blanketed and make it seem like everything that we romanticize about relationships is real. And unfortunately, that shit is not. And I think that's why it's so hard to like date and kind of intermingle now because you got some people who are trying to romanticize what was and some people who are actually trying to unpack what is mm. and those two things don't play well with each other because either we just gonna be oblivious either we all gonna be mario wines and i don't want to <laughs> know but this house is lit and that car is fast and these kids are taken care of or hey you know Working late is cool if there's more money in the account, but I still see the same check. So what are you doing when you work late? Mm. I'm, and that's and and that's part of it. And that, I just for me, it stops it. I couldn't imagine dealing with dealing with classes, trying to get a job, writing a refund check for making a refund check last for a semester. Doing all those things, trying to and having to deal with family and the real world at twenty one, and still and trying to get married. Are I, you out of your fucking mind? My dumbass almost proposed once. I I think we all I did. Was, I was two years into my relationship. I did like this whole super romantic day, Dang. and then like it literally just kind of like. I could almost propose in this moment. And she caught it because I didn't have a ring or nothing, right? But, like, it was just, it was right there. And then I thought about it and went ring shopping with my friend, like, later on that semester. 
And then, like, six months later, I was like, mm, now this whole relationship is a bad idea. Man, I had every aspiration to be Ryan Gosling in the fucking notebook. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Like, build a house. You were going to build a house for her? Nigga, yes. Oh, my God. So, I was stupid. It's fine. <laughs> Look, it's fine. I get it. I actually bought my engagement ring, but then started asking the, like, engaging questions. Bless you. Oh, yeah. Like, afterwards, but before she knew that I had the ring, and it, like, totally changed my perspective of her. Fun fact, I started asking my parents how to go about pawning jewelry once that relationship was over. My mom was like, oh, look at that. Would you give it to me, and I'll take it to a pawn shop, and I'll just whatever, whatever. And this is when you learn not to trust your people. So I did. <laughs> and and now, like, periodically, she'll just, like, put it on. Like, just she'll just rock it. That's rude. As fuck. I feel like, wow. I feel like sometimes that's her way of reminding me to vet, to vet harder. Yeah. Holy shit. Trolls. Trolls. And I know his mother. Yeah, trolls. So even, even I. Trolls. So I'm, I'm aghast, but that's on brand. Yeah, trolls. Trolls. What? Come from a family of them, bro. Either, oh my god! Either way, I've come to the conclusion. I know we've run super long, but I think y'all have gotten some good conversation out of it. Even the boot under a bridge, fam. <laughs> it's time to put Ebony K. Williams under. The, it, it, and a lot of women are not going to agree because they're still riding that bus driver's stupid uh, postcards from the big house shit. But it's time to put Ebony K. Williams under the same file folder as Candace Owens. Just saying shit on a national platform to get people riled up so she can so her so she can make those reactions that she intended her referendum on black people and black women and just go look look how they act. Because every time she says something stupid and they drag her for it, the very next day she has a super staged, super planned out um response to it like the republicans do at the after the state of the union you, you ever you ever wonder if like one day there's like an ll cool j like dhl dude that delivers packages to her doorstep and like he's writing little messages in the corner of the boxes and she's not even reading them because he delivers boxes but the day that she really needs that encouragement she's gonna look down at that box and see this nigga been writing her messages all like the last three or four years. Do you think that dude gets a shot? Or is it no. fuck him because he delivers boxes? No. It's fuck him because he delivers no. boxes. And he's gonna and then he's gonna turn on the griot or whatever Fox or whatever she's on and realize the shit she says and then real and then realize that even if even if she were even he were he were the owner of a fleet of buses, he would not touch her pussy with a ten foot pole. That's the thing. That's the thing. She says all this about who she will and won't fuck, but once you realize her character, which she has none, you wouldn't fuck with her anyway. That's and, and that's a part of dating too. And it goes for and same goes for uh, men that you realize aren't who they say they are. Is that they stand on? The, is that these these elitist motherfuckers stand on this on this on this pedestal, and then you realize. Nobody put them on that pedestal. They put themselves up there because no rational-minded human being would ever put them there because they're stupid. 
because Ebony K. Williams is ridiculous. And when, and when you even realize that at the, at the core of all this, she can call herself lawyer, CEO, or whatever. At the core, anybody, the only thing anybody knows her for is being a reality star. And not even a star, because she's, she's not even on the Real Housewives uh, franchise that slaps. You're just another you're just another person out here running your mouth in the ether looking for an extension on your five minutes. So let me get it out of the way and just cut your and just cut your mic off early and tell you to shut the fuck up. I don't have anything else. Um it's kinda sad when that happens though. Like you meet someone your initial reaction is that they're like a nine, nine point five, and then they start talking. And it's just like, ah, oh, nine, eight point six, seven point eight. Just the stock just six stock two. just <laughs> dropping. You know, it happens. Five point five. That's why I always I say life believe, is too short not to be shallow. I still can't believe what? she's forty. She's my age, dog. She's forty. Oh. She is. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's how you go to sleep next to Hallie and wake up next to Precious. No, you can't. can't <laughs> now, sir. No, I'm just saying you just you can't be. Shut. First of like, all, Precious is in a is in a very is in a very conducive marriage. First of all, with a man with a with a man who seems very above board, as she should, because that dark skin thickness needs loving too. Yes, yum. All day long. What I'm saying in this moment is, is what he's talking about is how you have one set of glasses on and then when all that dialogue catches up with you, you can't find those glasses anymore. I don't okay. like that reveal. Fair enough. Okay. This has been, uh, this is almost a three hour podcast. We got to go. Y'all listening. You enjoyed it. You here. Gentlemen, have we done a podcast? We not done. <laughs> we done. have definitely <laughs> done. done a podcast. <laughs> We've done a podcast. <laughs> As always, thank you so much um, for the love, the laughter. Um, shout out. To, I forgot to shout out to, uh, I'll shout him out at the top of the next episode because uh, statistically speaking, not all of y'all listen to the end. Uh, but shout out to DJ Macedonia, um, Quiche Conscious, and all my East Coast uh, older siblings out there, on uh, podcast siblings at Bonfire Radio, Real Radio for Real People. Um, thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for the inspiration. Y'all have basically been low key, unofficial mentors to me. Uh, given y'all been giving up the sauce for like over a decade. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, church announcements, anyone? Shout out DJ Burn. Shout, Shout out, out DJ Burn. Shout out Geronimo Jenkins. Geronimo Jenkins, you still out there? We still love you. Hug your fathers and kiss your mothers. Also, spay and neuter your pets. Not you though, Aries. You're good. Okay, no, 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 no. He's good. He's good. He's been. He's been such a good boy. Okay, he's over there. Um, we'll be here. Y'all know what it is. Um, more foolishness, more fuckery. Titties. More foolishness, more fuckery yeah, next week. Right. Until then, this has uh, been uh, episode. 237? 237 of Opinions Wild Black. 38. 238? 38. 238? 238. 238. Episode 238 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. Euphonic. The fluent one. And as always in parting, 
Titties. Titties. This time you were late. I told you I'm going to get the timing down, man, down. We working on it. We'll give you like a countdown timer. I might need one of those. That'll work. Just get it when it's time to get in. Bye, niggas. Oh.